fuck is up, buddy? What's up, dude? I'm glad you're here. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Have a beer. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yep. Cheers. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's some good shit, dude. Thanks for the white monster. Dude. Got some zins in. Yeah. We're fucking solid that's... right <laughs> So, there's not a lot. Hardly anything, actually, that I miss from being in the military. Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? There's not a lot that I miss. But I will say one thing. I was talking to um, I was talking to my buddy Joey, who's that's my roommate, but he's on shift right now at the fire department. One of the only things that I wish I could experience again about the military is like when we would go out on tra- actually like, training exercises and shit like that. Yeah. And especially like... And the longer weekends, where because I would pack monsters and bring them with me out in the field, and if it got fucking cold enough at night, it would just freeze. Yeah. And then so in the morning, I had it in an insulated, in an insulated uh, like pouch you could put on my on the backpack. Mm. And so you wake up with a cold one, crack it, take nice. a couple of sips, and you're just like, oh fuck, all right, here we go. Icy, basically. Yeah. Uh, monster icy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There's nothing like a cold, uh, cold one in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Roll out of bed, crack a white monster. You're fucking good to go, dude. Yeah. I'm finally, my body is finally accepting these now. Um, as I had, at the beginning of January, um, I tried to do. Well, I did no booze for January, mm-hmm. and then I tried to do no tobacco, so I did these. Yeah. That's the one of my nicotine. Yeah. And I still smoked a bit, but I still wanted my nicotine and. It just got to the point where these weren't really doing it for me. Yeah. But now, because Joey got these guys, sent you a picture of this one, right? Yeah. It's like from fucking Sweden, Sweden or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's still oh, it's like, a, it's still a Zen though, huh? It's still Zen, and it's like it's pretty. It's the three milligrams, so it's not very much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways. Just straight from the source, dude. Yeah, it's very from nice. Sweden. You hear they're trying to ban those? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the fucking that's the thing anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's been anything said that they're gonna ban them. But I just see the memes, the yeah. insurrection memes and stuff. <laughs> I think I think that's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> like, the insurrection's upon us, dude. We gotta fight and defend Zin, and because well, because yeah. like, who the fuck was it? It was the I know he's old as fuck and he's a Republican, which is all of them. But it's uh, not Chuck Schumer. Who the fuck? Was, I forget who the guy's name is, but it's the I just know he wears glasses and he has dark hair. But anyway, he had. He had uh, said that they're going to open investi- an investigation mm. because they claimed that they market to kids. Yeah. And the big thing was because of the the Tucker Carlson Nelk Boys video. Did you see mm. that? Where they yeah. flew him in like the, oh, the giant size Zin can. Yeah. And they were like, well, yeah, because they make videos for kids, so they market to kids. And the Nelk guys, they just made, they did a podcast like a week ago. And they're like, we looked at our YouTube stats, and our number one demographic is eighteen to twenty-five, and then like, like guys in their mid forties. Yeah, I, they're like, I think two percent of our audience are seventeen and below. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. I mean they do the full send shit anyway, yeah. and they're alcohol and whatnot. So I mean, yeah. like, why is that a problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a but, nice, and then they, they don't address the fucking you know, nonsense. They don't address the fentanyl fucking pandemic in the fucking country or epidemic whatever you want to call it but you know nicotine yeah probably not the most harmless thing in the world either but well i don't know i, I would i i would like i don't know well they I, pure nicotine doesn't seem to have the effects that like tobacco does to right me. and there was a i remember i saw this video it was on fucking tiktok and how reliable it is but it was this guy who took um a zen pouch 
cut it open with a razor blade, put it onto a onto a little like examining thing, put it under yeah. a microscope. Yeah. And, like I thought that was going somewhere else. And like railed a line. Yeah, railing a line of but zins. He looked at it under a microscope and then he tested it and it was like ninety nine point three percent nicotine. And then the yeah. rest of it was just like the salt. Yeah. Or like is like the salt and like the small flavor. Because because what was was surprised maybe the six milligram has more flavor, but I was surprised about Zins. They don't really have like they have flavor. Yeah, but it's not like I just get the unflavored ones. I get the smooths, which are supposed to be unflavored. I got those for the first time last night. I think those are my favorite. It's just the the winter greens are the ones that I can't do because Mm. when I used to just yeah chew, like I would smell the the winter green for whatever reason. Now I just can't even. I smell that shit. I'm like, this is disgusting. It's your body's reaction, dude. Pretty much. So I can't even, yeah, I can't even chew, like, tobacco anymore. That, that's, you can't it's, even chew, like, Red, red dude, Man? Dude, just the smell of it, just fucking. I'm proud to announce that the podcast is now officially sponsored by the fine people over at Chop Chili Company. Guys, this is some of the best chili you can get here in the state of New Mexico, and they are online as well as in stores. They can be found at Smith's, Albertson's, Sprouts, John Brooks, and Lowe's Corner Market. They have three amazing flavors that you see here, and they also have frozen green chili that you can get online. Go on over to the website, chopchiliCo.com and get yourself some amazing chili today. Podcast is now officially sponsored by the amazing people over at High Desert Relief, a premier herbal destination right here in the state of New Mexico. They have extremely well-trained and knowledgeable staff that are more than happy to help you find what you're looking for or try something that you maybe have never thought of. Uh, They have two locations here in Albuquerque, one in Santa Fe. All three will be listed right here and in the description of this episode. All three offering legendary products at absolutely legendary prices, including this awesome merch that they were so kind enough to gift me here. All of this can be found at all three of their locations. Again, big thank you to the guys over at HDR for supporting now back to the episode. It sends me, dude. Yeah, I can't, can't do it. Yeah. Because Red Man, I can, I mean, there have been days where I'll have, uh, I don't know if they're called a lip because it takes up half your fucking job, but yeah. I'll have a fucking thing in of Red Man pretty much all day. Yeah. And nothing. Well, so Red Man, you can like kind of, you can actually like chew it, right? It's like full yeah. of tobacco leaves and stuff. And you mm-hmm. kind of chew it. Exactly. Up. So I'll throw it in, and then maybe like after 45 minutes, it starts to lose its uh, like its potency. So I'll like chew it a little bit, throw yeah. it, put it back in place, and just goes right back to business. Yeah. So I never, I never got into Red Man at all. It was just like the straight shot. Like I would do Stoker's Wintergreen. Yeah. And, uh, Grizzly, oh, that's the one. cheap winner. Yeah, oh yeah, that's <laughs> the cheapest. Like a bro, I was broke. You know yeah. what I mean? I would do like Longhorn sometimes, yeah. like two dollars. Like, oh, okay, dude, I need a pouch. You know, it's right? Broke as hell. So, dude, when I was they, I had it overseas for the first time. It, it's uh, Copenhagen wintergreen, but it's smooth. I'm never a big wintergreen <clears> guy either. <throat> I started with mint. This is the most American fucking episode I've done so far. Hell yeah, bro! And I've had a <laughs> wannabe politician on here before. Um, but no, I did. As I started with mint. I tried to do wintergreen for a little bit, but I'm like, man, and I stuck with straight and just like regular Copenhagen. Yeah. Overseas, they they we had winter, and you can buy it here some places. It's just super rare. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it very much anymore, but it's wintergreen smooth. That is legit some of the best fucking tobacco I have yeah. ever had in my <laughs> life. I chase that. Yeah. It's like ice cream when you're a kid. It's never going to taste the same, but you keep chasing it. Yeah. Now you just get stomach aches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. I'm not a sweets guy. Yeah, I, every time much. I've eaten ice cream, fucking stomach. It goes right through Stomach me. pain immediately. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, it's exceptions for me, I guess. Like, I'll do fucking Sour Patch Kids a little bit. I love the Mike and Ike Sours. Yeah. Did you ever have Zours? No. Oh, dude. <laughs> so they're Mike and Ike's, but they were super fucking sour. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't even, they, they got to a point where they never even called them Mike and Ike. They were just Zours. Okay. And they had like these two Mike and Ike looking characters that are like cracked out of their mind. And they used to sell them at Blockbuster and they went away for a very long they're, like, time. Like the strips? No, they're like, they're like little strips. Mike and Ike's, but they're oh, sour. Okay. Okay. And they had, the, but they were like, tougher than a regular Mike and Ike. And they went away for a while and they came back like six months before I deployed. And that's literally, if anyone would ask me, what do you want from home? I was like, a comic book and that. That's it. Mm. That, that's We got two. We got we got <laughs> nice. two over here. We got monsters over here. We're cool. We have rippets. L- rippets. We have rippets <laughs> over there. Yeah. Liquid cocaine. Yeah. Dude, like, no, <laughs> fuck. Those are so bad for you. Yeah. Um, I got like jittery just thinking about it. Like, yeah. Dude. Those it's are... like a shit ton of sugar, I know. Yeah. Um, well, we had the zero sugar ones. Oh, okay. They, gotcha. by, by the time we had gotten out there, they had started making the zero sugar ones, thank God. But we did still have like a couple of the full sugar ones. And yeah. Yeah, those are bad for me. But anyway, they stopped making sours. But yeah, dude, if I eat a whole box of candy, I get sick. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think which, anyone, which <laughs> anyone would. Th- but I mean, like a lot of people, I mean, that's yeah. their fucking thing, dude. Yeah. You know? Like or uh, I I know I've heard of like alcoholics that quit drinking and then they just go straight to sugar, <laughs> just pound Dude. sugar, pound like bags of candy, like sour uh, sour patch kids and stuff. No like that. way. Yeah, apparently it's a weird, because I mean sugar is addictive as hell, right? Right. Like, so I think that people kind of fill that void of not drinking, like with soda or candy. You know what I mean? That's scary. Well, because if you try to get off of fucking, um, if you try to get off of uh alcohol and you're too addicted and they still don't know what the threshold is because it's mm. so variable between between each person i mean if you do it wrong you can die oh yeah you go into fucking crazy is that fucking yeah and, and we're not gonna we're not, we're not gonna say what department obviously but you're fire and what and i'm working uh because joey came up with a it told me a story and he called this homeless person a uh a crackhead spider-man so i'm working that into my bit <laughs> And, but what a lot of people I'm finding doing that bit is what a lot of people don't know is that firefighters, most of your guys' calls are EMS paramedic calls. They're not exactly, they're not, they're not just like fires. Right. Have you got, have you just happened to have a call where it's some guy weaning off of booze? Has that ever been, have you encountered uh, that? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where people will be like alcoholic seizures and things like that, yeah. or they're going into withdrawals to get DTs, you know, things like that. I think when What's I was a first, uh, delirious tremens, so the tremors that's so like this, scary. they'll be shaking like this, and that's a pretty big sign that they're gonna like go into some sort of uh, seizure, you know. And you can look, there's there's a bunch of different ways to tell, but um, with those guys who typically ask like when your last drink was and if it's greater than something like 24 hours or something then you kind of start to worry if it's 48 hours and you really start to worry and i've seen that like in the er's and stuff like i've worked as an emt for since like 20 i don't know 17 ish you know so um in urgent care and on ambulances and now with the fire department so yeah i mean i've seen that (laughs) yeah i've seen withdrawals you know what do you do for that because i mean for fucking narcotic addicts you hit them with Narcan. Yeah. For alcoholics. It's, uh, you give them benzos 
if they start seizing or if you just want to if you need to chill them out there's like a whole scale system um to where you look at how far down they are in the withdrawals and then you just give them probably benzodiazepines just to pretty much chill them out so there's like valium there's you know uh that is versed there's a bunch of different stuff. that sounds like you're trying to put out a fire with kerosene but it works. You know what <laughs> I mean? It sounds weird, but like it's better than going into an alcoholic seizure. Yeah, oh, for sure. But it's so. just crazy that an addictive substance like that can counteract. It's like when people get too drunk and they do a line and they're right back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, all right. <laughs> all right, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, alcohol withdrawals, dude. It's a real thing. I think alcohol, is, it's weird because it's a, one thing. Like if you're withdrawing off of it, I think it will kill you. Um, and... Interestingly enough, like you don't need medication to with like withdraw off of like, like um, like opiates and shit. You yeah, know what I mean? You, you can kind of suffer through it. It's gonna suck. You're gonna get yeah. dope sick and all that kind of stuff. But like your body should reset. But Jesus. with alcohol, like the one legal substance, right? It's gonna fuck you up. Not that you know opiates are fuck right. those things. Fuck those yeah. too. But like you know, with substance abuse, um, alcohol is everyone knows it. It's one of the worst. Yeah. You know, but. So, I mean, cheers to that, brother. <laughs> Let's get some beers after this, dude. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how... And, and I mean, and, and it ties back to corruption and shit, like most things. But it's just crazy to me that alcohol is still... like. And again, I'm not against alcohol. I have a whole liquor cabinet out there. I love whiskey. Mm. I had a few beers last night. Like, I, 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 I enjoy drinking. But how that is still so demonized. And people, I think the culture is starting to come around, but then weed's not. Mm. Like... And weed will never be federally legalized, I don't think, just because of the money. The money that's involved to keep it, you know, illegal. I think we're at the point now where it's like 19 states have it legalized. Mm -hmm. And even places like Texas, they have it where, uh, like Austin, it's decriminalized there. Right. But I was listening to an episode of Rogan with Jeff Dye. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how, like, a buddy of his traveled from Boston to, uh, to L.A. in both spots. They're decriminalized or they're legal, so yeah. you're good. But if you get caught with it somewhere where it's illegal, that's a felony charge for drug craft trafficking. Yeah. yeah, I mean you can't really travel with it if it's legal one place. Right. I mean technically, I mean you can't oh, travel. Oh, and the guy had it as uh, had it as medicinal marijuana, so it's technically uh, medicine. But even then, it's still illegal. It's yeah. still a felony charge for trafficking. Yeah. I mean, I think I think when it comes to that, it comes. It's it's kind of similar to like gun laws and stuff. You just have to know where you're at, like with concealed carrying and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and like reciprocity and all that shit. Like you just have to know your laws if you're gonna be fucking around like that. That's one carrying the, drugs across you know state lines and stuff. And that's one of the only laws I think New Mexico has right, where it's the um, your car is an extension of your home, yeah, so it's like not that. concealed carry. Yeah, it's property. Speaking of fucking transportation, dude, that bike is fucking sick. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I love riding that thing, dude. <laughs> that bike is was, dude, I've wanted a Harley since, dude, my dad, I grew up on the back of my dad's, like, as a kid from, like, four years old, like, I used to fall asleep on the back of his bike. He'd just take me on the back, and so he'd get a fucking huge belt and, like, yeah. wrap me and him <laughs> into a belt so I could just <laughs> fall asleep. And he said he'd just feel my freaking helmet just hitting his back. So, since I was, like, a kid, I thought bikes were just so cool. So, I, I bought a Honda uh years ago like a honda shadow yeah and uh rode that and then ended up selling it when we moved here and then uh always told jamie that i wanted a, a harley and then finally like in the middle of paramedic school i was just like kind of breaking down I just, i'm just gonna buy something dude. i'm gonna buy a harley yeah uh, sorry if you, if you need to take it go ahead i'm good good um 
But uh, so yeah, I was just, I'm just gonna buy a Harley. I'm just gonna send it and buy yeah. one. And uh, I think I went to your house a lot that one time. It was you're in the process of buying a bike. You're thinking about it. You're. Pushing. I was yeah. I, I still always look. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm always just looking on marketplace for all kinds of stupid shit that I shouldn't be. Dude, but... I didn't understand why people love Facebook Marketplace so much mm-hmm. until I bought that light. Yeah. So I that's the newest edition. Yeah. And well, that in the in the desk and the desk I got at Costco for like 200 bucks, but which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. But. That whole lighting setup is like three hundred bucks, three hundred and fifty, and nice. and somebody and Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. was selling it all for one fifty, and oh, I right on. and I was like, this has been on, and then he had the listing for like three weeks, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, and, and now, and it was some really nice guy, he used to be an old, or he is a photographer, but he he's like, yeah, I'm just upgraded my stuff, figure somebody else get better use out of it than I can, and I'm like, that's that's me, <clears throat> yeah. I am broke as fuck, this is last yeah. my sponsorship money, thank Hell you, yeah, dude, but um. Oh, and then speaking speaking of your wife, I owe both of you a huge apology because you guys were nice enough to come out to watch me do stand up and I bombed <laughs> so fucking hard on that show. I bombed so hard because the first time I did well, it was technically my second time doing stand up. But my first show at that brewery. Mm-hmm. I did like a C plus, B minus mm-hmm. at best, but yeah. for a new guy, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And so and I was an idiot. And instead of keeping everything that worked and compounding on it, I was like, I can write all new stuff. I'm yeah. good enough. No. <laughs> oh, no. And then there was also the added stress last minute because it was fucked up. It was supposed to be three of us. So Amory was the like the host, obviously. Um, but it was supposed to be three of us. And it was one of her friends from New York was in town. Uh-huh. And the, it's, not, it's not like the motherfucker didn't make it to New Mexico. Like He was in town. Yeah. But like, I shit you not, dude. 15, maybe 20 minutes before showtime, he mm. texts her and goes, yeah, I can't make it, sorry. <laughs> and so she goes, she goes, hey, so I'm, this is what happens, what's going on. He, uh, The headliner, instead of doing, uh, um, or the feature, instead of doing 25 minutes, he's doing 40. Mm. Um, are you able to do like 10, 12 minutes? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 10 to 12 minutes, fucking A, dude. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because in the moment, I, I can't necessarily say no. Yeah. She knew I couldn't. Yeah. But it was just like, give it a shot. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of people there. I felt bad. I was like, oh, fuck, my friends came out and saw me eat shit. Oh, man. It happens, dude. Uh, I, I played in a band for probably like one to two years. We had a small stint. And uh, I think our one show at an actual venue, because we played in like sheds and houses and shit like that. Fuck yeah. And we actually went to like a venue and played and like... Our music was like, it was like pretty fucking rough, like punk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like dirty, like none of us knew how to play our instruments, just simple it's power just chords no- it's noises. and screaming, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun for a house show and a little circle pit, but the one time we went to like an actual venue, you know, no one fucking showed what your, up. What was your guy's name? It was Frontside and the Grinds, FSG, yeah, yeah it was a skate punk band, we were all, <laughs> yeah, just cringe as fuck, dude, all, yes. skate or die, bro, but yes, uh, we listen to music back sometimes, it's on YouTube, we're just like, damn, dude different times as an angry angry uh young man were you the guitarist or a drummer i played bass bass my buddy matt did uh vocals and drums and then my friend troy was guitar he was vocals and drums yeah you guys were a grimy (laughs) fucking band weren't you (laughs) (laughs) pretty much dude hell yeah d beats and screaming that's what's up that's fucking sick (laughs) (laughs) just the dirtiest bass tone like literally full fucking uh full distortion out of tune, <laughs> like just fucking going for it, dude. It's, the the recording is fucking hilarious because it, yeah, it's out of tune. It's great, dude. That's it's hilarious. Great. You know, I never like 
I guess I grew up, I kind of appreciated the bass player. I just because like, oh, they're keeping them on tune or on track and on rhythm stuff like that. Mm. But I mean, shout out to the dudes in the slums, man. I never understood like how cool a bass could be for a local band until mm. I started seeing them play and mm. seeing them practice. I'm like, oh, like they ask like not only out of their way to like make the bass lines work mm. and like uh, songs where they're where it's predominant. Yeah, but it's like, oh, without that, they would kind of be off. At the end of the day, it's just bass, dude. You know, <laughs> it's just a bass guitar, dude. There's only four strings. A real guitar has six strings. Yeah, you fucking pussy. Kidding. Well, so they hit me up to to jam. We we're still friends and stuff, and we're like, oh, dude, let's just fucking jam. Like, we're not trying to make music yeah. or anything. Just jam. And like Jake, you're on bass. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not playing bass anymore, dude. Fucking demote. <laughs> like, now I play guitar, dude. All right. Yeah. No, and you're pretty good, like, dude. I see you on yeah, your Instagram. Like, it's cool. It's self-taught, dude. You're, most, you're the most... Um, you'll Okay, so people don't fucking know this. If, for everyone on Spotify, you should probably move over to YouTube for a little bit. Because A, well, mainly just because I don't have a video yet on Spotify. <laughs> but, oh, God, that just hit my fucking nervous system. That's, that's Zen's doing its work. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, uh, you'll, like, shred on the guitar like, on some Metallica or some Pantera or some shit, mm-hmm. and then you'll go deadlift, like, 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. dude uh, for a while, it was, like, a pre-workout ritual where I just, like, play some guitar, especially when it's, like, warm in the garage. Mm-hmm. Just play some guitar, drink some coffee, whatever, and get, like, my uh, my brain firing, and then get after a fucking workout. And it'd be, it'd always be deadlifts, because it's, at that time period, all I was doing was deadlifting, but... Uh, I haven't played guitar in a, in a minute, dude. I've, I mess around. My wife has an acoustic, so I'll play with hers and just bug the hell out of her and just do some Megadeth covers, <laughs> acoustic, full vocals, everything, you know what I mean? She's trying to work in her, in her office, but she loves it. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's great, dude. That's um, great. We were talking about earlier about the fuck, about you being a comic book reader, and, that was, and we were talking about the New 52 with DC, and that was the whole purpose, was to get new people to read comics, and it worked for a while. Yeah. And you read, well, you definitely read the best of it. Like the the Batman by Scott Snyder was the best movie you had to offer for yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, um, because you're talking about how you were confused. Like, did you try to read before that, and you just didn't know where to start? Well, like, I had like, you know, me and my brother had like random comics, like just random ones. Yeah. And we didn't really know what the hell was going on. So growing up, I had like Doctor Strange, and I had like Batman, and I had like all these random ass comic books that were just kind of like just random issues and so we'd read those but uh like i never understood like how many stories were going on and all that kind of shit and then obviously all the movies that came out were kind of like kind of opened everyone's eyes to like how that works like oh this in this universe and like the multiverse and all that kind of stuff but the new 52 is kind of what like i was like so what like they're just revamping everything and it's like yeah it's a totally new universe and 52 fucking comic books issues whatever the hell and so, yeah, I got pretty into it around that time, like around 2012, 2013. Yeah. That was the time awesome. to do it, too. Yeah. Because um, you're right, because like pre-New 50, so there's, because it, it, it gets fucking, as you could imagine, it gets fucking dorky. Because yeah, like with sure. DC, so there's pre-crisis, which is like everything made before 1983, 84, around there. Uh, so pre-Crisis uh, on Infinite Earth. That's what they try to do with that, is where they're bringing all of the universes together. <clears throat> there's this big multiversal fight, and yeah. then there's like the one streamlined universe. And then the 90s happened, mm-hmm. and comic book sales tanked, and Marvel was going bankrupt. And, right. And um, so everything kind of just got 
mismatched and thrown everywhere and yeah. nobody really knew what was going on Weird crossovers and shit like that yeah and and then so when the new 52 t- came around uh the like there were comic book movies this was at the like we we're saying beforehand this is about a year before the avengers came out dc they just you know they were in the middle of the or the back end i guess of the dark knight trilogy but there wasn't like like Superman was pretty much dead because yeah. uh, Superman Returns was terrible. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, well we can do this. We can throw. We could just revamp everything, and then because they were in the post crisis stuff, they can revamp everything and then uh, just sell number ones. Yeah, because every like, like you, you're you're like the definition of a casual fan. Yeah, absolutely. So you could look at the stand. Oh, Batman number one, Superman yeah. number one, and it was cool as shit because you're just like number one. What the fuck? You know, yeah. what I mean? it's just cool. You know yeah. what I mean to have that first issue and then like start all the way over. Is how I felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was like, the last time there was an issue number one, like as far as I knew, was just like in the 40s. back in the forties. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So um, I thought it was cool back then, and then. You know, reading those issues got me into like reading uh, like the older ones, like the Long Halloween and like the Dark Knight Returns and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's my fucking jam. Uh, yeah, and then uh, so I have like all those books. I haven't cracked them open in a, in a minute, but I bought a bunch of those around that same time period and got pretty into it. And then I had like downloads, like I fucking torrent. You remember torrenting? Yes. Yeah. So I torrented like <laughs> all of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I read like oh. literally like like fucking 300 issues of like ultimate spider-man and just on my laptop at the time yeah this uh this one yep yep, yep. ultimate spider-man dude yeah so and then yeah i don't i don't really know what what stopped me um but yeah i kind of just fell off stopped reading them well for me like i was a lot younger so i was like using like because i would like do small stuff for money as a kid like like fucking uh, like chores and shit and i had like a very small allowance and all of it was spent on comic books um and then that's all I would ask for for Christmas. What really got me out of it was just I was just not. I don't know. I just like it seemed like like even in middle school, I was like I don't know what to read and I don't know like what to look at. And it's all too much. And then, yeah. but then yeah, my sophomore year of high school is when going into my sophomore year of high school was when the fifty two had started. And I was like, oh okay, this is something I can. I'm sorry, I have a summer job now, so I can like spend money on this. This is something I, I do want to start reading again. And I got super into uh, the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, and that is such a fucking good. That's funny. Oh yeah, it's oh. funny because I was telling you, dude, I, we just started watching that recently, and I had never yeah. seen Walking Dead. Don't know anything about it. We got about six seasons through it, just fucking, just binging it, and it's awesome. It's yeah. fucking awesome. I understand. Like back then, I was just like, dude, oh, shut the fuck up. You know, like yeah, totally anti anything that was like trying like popular or whatever. That was you know the what I mean? that was the show. And yeah, like dude, it was talked about all the time. Like no one would shut the hell up about it because it, it was great. It was good. <laughs> now looking back on it, I'm like, man, I really missed the boat on this. Fucking ten yeah. years later, you know what I mean? But well, I stopped. Show. I stopped watching it like season seven. Like middle of season seven, just because the guys started getting, it was already getting kind of like repetitive. But then season seven, it takes a because they would do like the mid season hiatus where they would stop like eight episodes in, they would yeah. pick back up for the back half of the season. Yeah, and just that back half of season seven is so bad. Mm. And then it just I never heard anything great about the rest of it. Yeah, and now they're doing all the different like spinoff shows. And it's yeah, like, uh, I mean I'm sure it makes money, which oh, is yeah. why they fucking do it. But it's kind of like, yeah, I don't. Know. I think I think with that show. Um, after the governor kind of died and that whole war ended or whatever, at that point I kind of like, kind of lost interest because all the shocking stuff happened, and then I was like, well, you know, what are they, now they're just gonna find another place. What did y'all get to? Did y'all get to Negan? 
At so least. Negan just showed up. He had like just showed up and been introduced. So and good. I don't have Netflix, so oh, okay. I'm not. I can't. I can never finish watching it. But my buddy hit me up. Was like, dude, you gotta gotta get it and at least watch season seven. I think because that's where Negan, either six or seven, where seven. Negan, yeah, seven. Because season six ends with the cliffhanger, and it's, I mean, it's not a spoiler, but at the end of season six, Negan kills somebody. Okay. But they don't tell you who he kills because he's like, and it's right out of the fucking comic, dude. He's got yeah. all the survivors lined up and they're on their knees mm. and they're tight and they're tied up, and he's like, he's doing eeny eeny meeny miny mo with his bat. Mm. But as he's choosing people, it goes into first person, mm. and Negan's pointing his bat at the camera, and they do these quick shots from like the POV up, and then like straight onto their faces but they mix it up personally so you can't tell who got picked and it ends with negan hitting the camera and killing yeah. the person but you don't know who it was <laughs> dude when they did that and you had to wait like seven months yeah. oh it was fucking agonizing yeah and then i remember because <laughs> i i saw the season seven premiere with my my ex my girlfriend at the time long long time ago with her family because they were super into it mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna say who it was, but the person they pick—it's right out of the comics. Well, they killed—they killed two people actually. Mm. The first one's not in the not how it goes in the books, and that's mm. a good little uh, surprise. Yeah. But then they pick the person that they do in the books, and they were devastated because it's a fan, it's a character that they liked. But I was like, yes, it's just <laughs> like the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's worth getting into, dude. It's fucking, it's especially the comics, man. It's so well written, and Robert Kirkman's a fucking genius. He's. Do you watch Invincible at all? No, I don't. That's the one you should really get into. Invincible. It's the animated show on Prime. Oh, is that with Omni Man? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That one's. It takes the first episode sucks, mm -hmm. with the exception of the last five minutes. The first episode's boring. It's. You can look back on it after you've seen this show. I'm like, oh, like that was actually really good because they set this up, set this up. This is why this happened. But yeah. first time watching it, I was like, this is so fucking boring. But then I went back and watched it. And it's like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Oh, this is really fucking good. I was meeting the girl for that was at that time. I had watched all of them. I just binged it all, I think, in like two days, three days. There's a lot of shows like that where it's like the first episode just doesn't Breaking draw Bad. you in. And you, well, I mean, Breaking Bad, I was hooked right away. Really? Dude. Yeah, I wanted to see everything right away, dude, because... It just, it was so outlandish to me, but also my mom was an extra in that show, like the first season, so I think right away I was just like, oh, well, I'm yeah. gonna check this show out or whatever. But I, I feel uh, Peaky Blinders did that to me, where I like watched the first episode like two yeah. or three times before I was like interested, and I kind of skipped around, and then it got really good. Sons of Anarchy was the same way, even though that show is stupid as hell as well, <laughs> you know? It's a bit of a guilty one, but you know... A lot of those shows, that first episode just never yeah. draws me in. But I have a short attention span anyway. Like, <laughs> fucking iPhones have ruined me, dude. Dude. Bouncing all over the place all the time. So, I, that really started setting in how fucked my dopamine system is from smartphones and from social media. Yeah. About a month ago, a month and a half ago, when I was like... I'm bored. What am I doing? And I found <clears throat> my my dope. I found like my attention span leveling out by mm. scrolling. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Fuck no, yeah. no." <laughs> yeah, I fucking doom scroll like a motherfucker sometimes. Yeah. Dude. Just be fucking like I won't even be like watching anything. I just be scrolling. It's it's pretty bad. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, "Damn, like yeah. I need to fucking find a hobby or go do something. Like, <laughs> I need to go lift or something, dude." Because this is like, what the hell is going on here? But every time, like. 
I'll scroll, like maybe see a lifting video. Okay, whatever. Five seconds later, some skateboarding. Okay, and then I'll see like someone getting just destroyed by a car. I'm like, okay, keep scrolling. You know what I mean? It's just like the weirdest shit, the weirdest speed. But yeah, and uh, that's why I love doing this because, like, even like during podcasts, my brain is like phone. Yeah, phone. Right. But then like it helps me stay zeroed in. It helps me like be invested when like when conversations go really fucking well. I'm like, oh, okay, at least I had one to three hours of nothing yeah before just going back to the bullshit you know yeah what I mean? just human interaction for a couple hours or yeah so. <laughs> did i send you the fucking video of the the cop where his acorn an acorn fell in his unit and he and he thought he got shot at <laughs> did I send, oh my. You, you may have but i don't know oh dude. my god so it's yeah. a video if i didn't i'll find it after this i'll send it to you i'm not making this it's body cam footage mm. And the cop, he's walking by his, he has a police van and an acorn falls on it. And he, he yells into his, uh, his radio, he's like, shots fired. And he like falls to the ground and starts rolling around. And then he gets, he's like laying down, pulls out his gun and just starts magazine dumping yeah. into his fucking car. Shit. And then he starts saying that he got hit. <laughs> And then you hear like neighbors coming out of their homes, like, what's going on? What's happening? And it's like, yeah, yeah. So that's, it's, that's it, bad. It's shit like that <laughs> on, on Instagram and Reddit. Right. Yeah. Just like, what am I watching? Yeah. Or yeah. Or like, uh, the cars are getting ran over by semis. I get a lot of videos of that. Oh, yeah. Or it's like, oh, yeah, they're dead. Yeah. I guess some other ones are like, there's no dead. way that they survived that. I saw like a nasty one of a bull just <laughs> hit the, it was like a, you know, like a, I guess a rodeo. But I don't know if it's a rodeo clown or someone. He's running away. But dude, I couldn't. I fucking watched it like ten times. He just flipped in the air. Like it's just a sick. It's a sick human thing. I don't know. I just like watched it. I just kept watching it. Just like this is this is peak entertainment we, right here. We are sober, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how crazy is it that that's a part of? It's in Spain, right? The running with the bulls. Yeah. How crazy? Yeah. Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're going to line up, like, maybe two yards in front of the bulls. We're just going to let them go, and then we're just going to try to get away. Yeah. We're going to do that once a Pretty year. Pretty fucking awesome. And then just <laughs> Survival of the fittest, bro. <laughs> just fucking see what happens. Do you know how quickly? Isn't that the intro to, like, Jackass 2? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. Do you yeah. know how quickly I would jump through a window into a house and just stay away from <laughs> I, I would last five seconds. Yeah. And I'd pick up the nearest rock, break a window, and jump in. Yeah. I, I'll deal with the stitches of the, of the glass charring me up. And the, No, I'm not running away from beasts. I saw this other fucking awesome video of this dude. <laughs> he, gra he literally grabbed the bull by the horns and he's fucking wrestling it down. It was sick. It was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Like, like the, the painting from Dodgeball? Dude, but it was like real. <laughs> like it was a video of this dude like the bull was like taking him you know but he had him and he like hip tossed the bull into another person and I'm pretty sure that person got impaled but like it was like you just don't know with these like five second Instagram clips but that's the shit that gets my attention when I'm doom scrolling you know what I mean I'm like damn that's fucking wild this dude literally hip throwing a freaking bull and just impaling someone is insane but if I had like a time machine I would love to grab a settler from like the 1800s bring him to the future and do a brain scan and then comp it's some 25-year-old that got sent on the trail to go either go find a new western town 
or maybe they're like on a fucking wagon and they're going towards California for the gold rush. You know, shit like that. Do a brain scan and then compare it to someone, a 25 year old today. And just see what parts of the brain are lighting up, what parts of the brain are dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's such a way. I think we're evolving in the wrong direction now. Are you calling me stupid, dude? I'm not calling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm dude. calling all of us deprived. I think I think we're all pretty bad and far yeah. off. You know, we're pretty all far down the rabbit hole with the iPhones, but uh, I think uh I think it's it's good in some ways, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Like the technology has helped out helped us out a lot. But I think not I wouldn't say we've hit our peak potential, but I think it's just taking us down a path nobody really <laughs> oh, yeah, talked about. Well, yeah. well, and then the guy so the the guy who made the documentary The Social Dilemma, right? Yeah. You, you ever seen that social yeah. dilemma? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he went back on Rogan like two months ago, three months ago, mm. and he brought someone with him and he brought a guy with him that worked on social dilemma with him and they have done other <laughs> projects and they were going around on the speaking tour right now talking about the dangers of ai well the guy he just casually drops it in the conversation he goes yeah i uh so i invented the infinite scroll was now being called doom scrolling technology mm. i invented that yeah and now everyone and i was reading or listening to it and i'm like is no one gonna fucking tell him to go fuck himself? Mm. Is nobody? Cause any, and I think maybe because he opened or he owned up to his invention. Because yeah. if you remember, like old school Google, mm. you could only get so many search results. You yeah. had to press the next O yeah. and the next O and then to keep. But he came up with the tech or the the yeah, I guess the technology, just keep the page infinite. Yeah. To where you're just infinitely scrolling. And that got copy and pasted from Google into social media apps. Yeah. To where like Instagram pages don't have an end to press next page. Yeah. It's only yeah. until you die. Yeah. Do you remember when Instagram <laughs> Instagram you just run out of photos? Yeah. And be, oh well, I guess I'm done with Instagram for now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not a thing anymore, but Well, it's funny because like I have a lot less stuff, obviously, like on the podcast page that I follow than I do on my personal. Yeah. So what Instagram will do now is if you've so it's and it's the equivalent i guess of you've ran out of pictures or like no more like posting or whatever yeah it'll just say you've seen all your all the new posts from your followers here's suggested ones or old ones from followers you might have missed oh. it's like fuck <laughs> at least it gives you a heads up <laughs> it just keeps going dude it goes on forever but yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because like infinite, we have infinite access to like infinite information, and then we just fucking watch fucking videos of bulls hitting fucking other people. You know what I mean? It's so Car much crashes, more fun. dude. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's good, yeah, it's so much more fun. And then now that we're in election season, social media is more fun than it'll ever be, especially with this one. Dude, I think the election is gonna be won with memes, dude. I think it's it. I think culture wars or whatever yeah. is all. It's just meme wars now. I feel well, like. The Mark Ronchetti thing was the second I started seeing those memes that were like, Mark Ronchetti is the type of dude who like doesn't like green chili. Some stupid, yeah. stupid meme, you know what I mean, about Albuquerque. Like <laughs> the second I saw those, I was like, he's it's it's gone. So I he's, saw it. He lost. I saw it a little bit on social media. Yeah. But I mainly saw it in sticker form around like downtown. Yeah. And all it said was Mark Ronchetti drinks dog cum. That so there you go, dude. Is... That probably that probably won fucking you know that probably lost in the election. You know well, what I mean? You know what, dude? Because I didn't, I didn't. Did I vote for Ron Ketty? I think I did. So I don't like Grisham. Yeah, I voted for Ron Ketty. But when the stats came out, because people were like, how did how did we reelect this piece yeah. of shit governor? 
out of all the registered Republicans in the state of New Mexico, I think only like 30% of them voted. Yeah. If not less. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't really complain if you're not getting out and voting. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's just how, I mean, I think that's how most elections go. And, and I think it's hilarious he has a podcast now. The what? He has a podcast. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called, no it's called No Doubt About It. And this isn't a plug. Because uh, little, little it's competition, bro. Well, a little, well, a little insider baseball. Yeah. Uh, I emailed him. Oh yeah. And I was going back and forth with him over email. Well, initially it was with his wife, mm. and then she gave me his his business email for the podcast. Mm. So I started emailing him, and we were going back and forth about getting him on this podcast. Oh shit! And he just ghosted me, oh. and it got to a point where it was like every couple of weeks I was sending him just another email, I was like hey. Yeah. It's following up. Yeah. Hey, just following up. Okay, no, that's fine. No. All right, don't get with the don't get with the culture. That's fine. Yeah. And there's a couple. No, actually, there's one other podcast that was like that where I was supposed to get the host on. Uh, I was gonna say it. his name, uh, the Johnny James guy. Oh yeah. I was going back and forth with him and his team. Okay. And just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking. Well, that sucks. And I'm like, all right, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Dude. Yeah, that's fine. But um, yeah, Mark Ronchetti. It was the Mark Ronchetti drinks dog cum, which he might. Who knows. <laughs> And then it was uh, uh, Mark Ronchetti flips tortillas with a spatula. That's what it was. It was yeah, for, that's what it was. Bad dude. for tortillas, bad for New Mexico. Yeah, that's what it was. Once I started seeing those memes, though, I was like, it's done, dude. It's like the, what's crazy, like the Creed memes that are coming out now. Like everyone fucking, all of a sudden, everyone's a fucking diehard Creed fan. And then they get like a Super Bowl like ad or whatever, you know, after not being relevant for, you know, 25 years. And I, I mean, I think it's all the memes, dude. Like, yeah. If if you get meme like memed, like, yeah, it's over. Like you, you can you know end up on a Super Bowl commercial, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's just what worries me right now is that I heard this theory about the election. Well, it's been a thing for a while, and I know you've seen it too. Where Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom are going to replace Obama, or are going to replace Biden and Kamala Harris, right? And the assumption was always going to be. Gavin Newsom, president, Michelle Obama, vice president. Yeah. That's a winning ticket. Yeah. Unfortunately, because they're two yeah. of the worst human beings on the planet. <laughs> and they are yeah. also, um, but they're also like two of the best speakers on the planet. The entire de Democratic base loves them. You know, they win against Trump, unfortunately. Yeah. But then I heard this guy, I saw this uh, video of this guy talking. I forget what platform it was, but it was some big convention. And he was like, because, I mean, have you seen the headlines where Kamala Harris is now speaking out and saying, I'm prepared to take Biden's spot? <laughs> no, I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, she's saying openly, yeah. if President Biden no longer, whatever, whatever yeah. the reason is, I can take over. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. I saw some video of, of Biden, and there's so many stupid, like, there's so many fucking videos of this guy, but it's, uh, he was like, yeah, if if anything went poorly, I would just act like I had some sort of horrible mental disease and unable to complete the job and then just kind of fade away into nothing. He literally said, like, it's literally like a video of him saying this, you know what I mean? I'm just like, that's fucking, that's some trippy shit. And then did you see the the thing I posted on Instagram, like, after the Super Bowl thing? Yeah, we got the red eyes. Bro, shit, like, I was like, there's no way this is his actual account. Like, is he a fucking troll? Like, all of a sudden, this, his team decides to troll like that, dude? Because everyone, you know, Mr. Pfizer and all that yeah. kind of stuff, like, with... KC and, yeah. and like Kansas City with yeah. Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. this kind of shit. Like, there's, and then people were saying like Taylor Swift. Like, there's some weird shit 
some weird conspiracy stuff like Alex Jones level yeah. conspiracy stuff that you know uh, Taylor Swift is like a clone of some fucking witch. <laughs> Don't do, dude. dude. Uh, again, this is this is my fucking Instagram feed. So <laughs> they say that she's a clone of uh, Anton Anton Lavey, who's a sat like the Satanist like king or whatever. Yeah, like some one of his like witches or whatever. And so like there's these MMA fighters. Uh, it's it's fucking uh, Strickland. No, it's not Strickland. Uh, it's uh, Bryce Mitchell. Oh, I'm, I know him. Yeah, big fan of him. But like some some of the shit he says, he's on that level. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he posted something like that, like. Con- like confirmed you know what i mean like oh all this kind of shit and oh my it's just like people people go fucking deep on this i love conspiracy theories Same. but like some people just go to the point where you're getting like medical metal metaphysical with everything yeah. and you're talking about witches and shit and yeah. like satanism and stuff i'm like you gotta chill out dude well, I, I, oh, I just i heard this guy talking about the obama thing and he was like they're gonna get rid of biden before the election yeah and they're gonna have kamala harris run the country for the last couple of months yeah and he goes well in today's culture how do you replace a woman of color with another woman of color and it's michelle obama as president and gavin newsom as vice president yeah it's some crazy shit dude. and that scares me even yeah, more some crazy shit. that scares the fuck because talking about conspiracy theories the uh the theory about um that Biden's not well, not we all know that Biden's not running the place, right. but that Obama's been running it yeah. still. Yeah, it's like, well, why is like, and I'm not saying they're right, but why is he still relevant? There's still there's why is there's he... a video of Obama as well saying, <laughs> I it, like I wouldn't run for a third term, but you know I maybe be calling the shots behind someone else. You know what I mean? He fucking straight up said that in an interview. So like, there's like I like when there's conspiracy theories like that where you're just like. Is this what's actually happening? Like, there's well, there's like some weird coincidences. You know, you know? who Patrick Ray David is, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a guy on his team named Vinny. This fucking uh, about as Italian as you can get. Yeah. This guy, yeah. fucking funny dude. But they're doing a podcast. It's the his four people on his team, and they're talking about um, that movie, Leave the World Behind. Did you ever watch that? No. It's a weird movie. Yeah. You you say you don't have Netflix, but if you ever have your hands on a Netflix account. <laughs> Watch it because basically yeah. what it is is that an unnamed country hits America with an EMP, <clears throat> and it's like a it's a because what happens is Ethan Hawke and his wife and their daughter, I think I think they have a daughter. They're at this Airbnb, and then Mahershala Ali and his daughter, who's like eighteen, nineteen, show up, and they're the owners of the property. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we just came from, right because it's right outside of New York. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we just came back from this thing. This is what's going on. We needed to crash here. We're sorry to impose on you. Like we'll sleep in the basement, or whatever. Yeah. And there's all like race relationship stuff going on and that type of stuff. There are themes of the movie. Um and what was interesting about the movie is that it's produced by Barack Obama. And apparently Barack Obama helped out and had major advisory notes. I guess the writer-director took the script to Obama. And was like, how accurate am I? He goes, you're actually pretty spot on with all this. But here's where I would tweak it to make it better. And there's lines in the movie like where the... Because the daughter is, is black, obviously. Because it's Herschel Lee's daughter. And she says a line like, you know, when stuff like this happens, we can't trust any white people. Both you and mom have told me that since I was a kid. It's like spot... It's like blatant like that. Mm. It's like, okay... If it's any other movie, it's like, okay, why is that? Whatever. But it's a movie produced, advised on, and approved by a former president of the United States. That's 
that's weird that he's even involved in something what like that. What the <laughs> fuck, right? But, yeah. but um, oh, where's I going with this? I, I lost my own train of thought. Um, because Obama and his wife, they, they produced, oh, because Vinny was talking about how, and he had like evidence to back it up where like the, the Satanists, like the globalists that run the, the goddamn globalists. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite <laughs> meme of Alex Jones is it's like the schedule of like, I wake up, I do, it's like I wake up at 2.30 in the morning, 3 a.m. to 1 a, or 3, 3 a.m. in the morning to 1 a.m. in the morning, the next morning, it's just yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. he goes, the globalists, their religion, part of their religion doctrine is so that they don't fuck up their bad karma and they have good karma coming towards them. They tell the public what they're about to do to them so that when they do to it, they're not lying. Yeah. And so stuff like Obama saying, well, I would never do a third term, but I'd run it from behind the scenes. And they're talking about an EMP attack and shit like that and how they're like and how they've been running military tests right now but what happens with an EMP attack and all the billionaires are building bunkers that are EMP proof and nuke proof and yep. it's like what the fuck are what's we about talking? to happen dude <laughs> you know like that's what's that's what's fucking crazy if it does feel like when topics like this come up either on the internet or just in in regular life it feels different like i don't yep. think we've ever been closer to nuclear war since the cold war yeah you know what I mean, yeah. and I, and I had talk about I had a wannabe politician. He's he's some he's some like committee member in Rio Rancho. His name's Jay Block, and he was running for governor. And I knew the guy that was running his marketing <laughs> campaign, and they reached out to me to do a podcast. And obviously, it's what they have cause they, so that they could have con- content and stuff like that to push. But it's like okay, well, I'm gonna get an hour with a would be Paul, like would be governor. Yeah, and this guy. He was Air Force for 20-something years, and the whole time he was working in the nuclear sector. And at one point, he held the codes, the nu- the, he held the nuclear launch codes. And so we had a conversation on the podcast, and then afterwards, uh, his ride was like 20 minutes late picking him up. So we had a conversation off camera. And this is June, yeah, June of 2021, I think. Mm. So Russia hadn't invaded Ukraine. But there are rumors about it. Like, was it going to happen? Are they going to do it? And then we were talking about the war, the potential war, and I was like, okay, if they do this, if this goes over, like, are nukes on the table? Like, is that a possibility? He goes, yes. <laughs> and here's why. And he and he and his ride waited outside, and yeah. he spent the next like twenty five minutes explaining to me why nukes are on the table and why it's a real and everything he explained is happening. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, do you? <sighs> People call me crazy for feeling this way, but I don't want to live in a post-nuclear holocaust world. Well, no. Nobody right. does, right? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, would you want to survive the blast? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Why? Yeah, I mean, fucking see what happens afterwards, you know? Fucking stay, you know, hold on until you fucking can't. But, you know, Albuquerque, isn't Albuquerque, like, one of the number one, or, like, Yes. One of the top ten like of targeted cities because of the labs. Yeah. So, I mean, I think about that sometimes as well. Just like, man, if you know, that's why like, you bought a bike. Like, if it hits while I'm riding, I want no protection. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Fucking, I'm a bike. I'm, you know, a bow. We're, we're good. I got Jamie throwing the bat. We'll be good, dude. Fucking. <laughs> Fuck that, yeah. dude. You, you, you'll have a fucking third foot. She'll have a second head, dude. 
yeah, maybe you'll get fucking strong as shit, dude. Gamma radiation, you turn into the Hulk, dude. So like... <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one to talk about. I mean, I would I would want obviously to survive, hang out with the family, get get us together, and fucking. I don't figure I, out some shit. I don't think I know. I, I don't think I know that I don't. Yeah. I think I want to die in the blast because the way I see it is, regardless of who you're with in the in the post nuclear war, you're dying a slow painful death yeah because everything around you is irradiated and not even just like the environments but like the food any foods you eat any water you drink is irradiated and it is poisoning you poisoning you from the inside you're getting cooked aren't people like visiting chernobyl now isn't yeah. that a fucking thing like people go and visit that place now yeah but you got to imagine that like People are able to go to Chernobyl, but that was a nuclear spill. A bad okay. one. Yeah. A bad one. A yeah. bad nuclear spill from a meltdown. Yeah. But this is nuclear bombs going off on land, <clears throat> nuclear bombs that get hit by our anti-missile defense systems in the air. Well, think about this. Like, they tested that in White Sands. Yeah. So, I mean, if there were radiation, I mean... So New Mexico's feeling that anyway. Right. But with but with <laughs> yeah. White Sands and with the Trinity site, you're able to go, but you can only visit twice a year. Yeah. You have to have a verified medical like check or whatever before you go. And then it is a federal offense to take anything out of those sites because of how radiated it all is. Yeah. Because I think people used to do it when they opened the sites up to the public like in the 80s or the 90s, something like that. Yeah. And people take, like, rocks home. Because, like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking... Yeah. They blew the nukes up. And yeah. they bring it home, and their whole family would get sick. Yeah. Like, from a rock. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever played... You ever played the old school zombies? Like Call of Duty? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's something like Element 115 and shit like that. Yeah. It's like a little rocks like that. Yeah. Would kill or would get an entire family sick. Yeah. And they have to do like, I, I'm not a fucking doctor, so I could totally be off. But I think they had to do like massive blood transfusions and. Yeah. I don't know shit about radiation or fucking yeah, anything do like I, that. I'm dude. talking out of my ass at yeah. this point, but I just, I know I want to die in the blast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have pretty decent confidence where I'm going after this. I mean, I think like, I guess it's not the worst way, you know? You'd, you'd be over before you knew it, you know, and just fucking blow up and, you yeah. know, if it's as powerful <laughs> just, as it looks in the fucking videos, you know what I mean? In the fucking Nagasaki and. Yeah, like if you watch those videos, I remember, dude, in like eighth grade, they showed us those videos of like them dropping the bombs at and like science class or whatever. In eighth grade, yeah, <laughs> it's like eighth grade. They're like, yeah, this is the video. I don't even know like what the this is APS for you, right? Like, <laughs> just some random day in school. Look, look at this video of like you know USA fucking <laughs> dropping the <laughs> the nukes. And back then, because when were you in elementary school? Yeah, America. Uh, 2005 yeah so like right after 9-11 so they're they're oh, they're yeah. framing it as like this is what democracy looks like kids oh dude yeah Oof. yeah bro i remember because i was in school in uh in el paso texas okay. when when like 9-11 went down i remember like the how pro america i mean i'm sure everyone was at that point yeah. you know what i mean still am but fucking hey dude crazy time yeah you know? i just yeah i'm not sure because imagine like you're sick, you're not doing all that great, but you find like a cookie in a wrapper and you're like, fuck yeah, cookie. Oh, still eat it. Hell and yeah. you eat that shit and then that's what kills you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these, yeah, are, these, are, these are the thoughts that I have. Yeah. Well, you can survive off of like, off of Twinkies and shit, you know, those things. <laughs> like Woody Harrelson <laughs> out of Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. 
Exactly. Um, I remember watching, and I think my severe like being adverse to like AI and nukes is definitely from watching Terminator Two at a too young of an age. Yeah, you know, because it doesn't is isn't Terminator Two where Sarah Connor's having the like the futuristic nightmares of like the the playground blows up. I think that's and T2. They, and they get fried, and she's like holding onto the fence, and she gets fried by the nuke. Yeah, I want to say that that's because she's having like visions because John Connor came in the yeah. first one, and then I think she's having visions of the war that her son is gonna. No, the dude got sent back in the first one. Yeah, that's yeah. not John Connor. No, I forget who that is. This is Buddy. That's like his... John Connor's the son. Yeah, yeah. Cause I forget he, the. He sends his buddy back, who ends up being his dad. Yeah, but I forget that dude's name. Yeah, anyways, too, yeah. anyways, yeah. The I think she's having visions of the war that John yeah. Connor's gonna be in. Yeah. in the future or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Terminator, The Matrix, like I mean it spells it out. iRobot, like it fucking spells out all these like AI. They're all warnings, you know what I mean? And even like Elon Musk is like, yeah, I would be careful with AI, you know what I mean? Like I don't think we should trust, you know, go so in depth with it or whatever. But. That's what's crazy to me, to me about about Elon Musk is that his biggest fear is AI. <clears throat> yeah. And yet they just did the first human trials for Neuralink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just I see because again, if there's anybody on this planet that I would trust with AI. At that level, it's Elon. Because he seems like he wants to do the right thing. Yeah. It seems like he wants to do the right thing. He wants to help humanity. He wants to help us progress. He wants to help, you know, get rid of stuff like Alzheimer's and dementia and improve quality of life through this chip. But, dude, I was watching, when they were starting to do the trials, I think like two months ago, I was watching this video at work where it's explaining what Neuralink does. And the moment in that video, it said, yeah, and you connect the chip to Bluetooth. I was like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, my phone my phone gets confused sometimes and will randomly Bluetooth link like, to that sound bar. Yeah. Or, like, I'll want it to connect to the speaker that I have in the bathroom, but it'll accidentally connect to my speaker in my room. Yeah. Like, yep. that Bluetooth isn't, like, I'd, I'd hope there's some, like, encrypted shit. Yeah. But, like, like did you ever see uh, Repo Men? You nah, seen that movie? Oh, nah. dude. So it came out in like 2009, 2010. It's Forrest Whitaker and Jude Law. Mm. And it's based, I haven't read the book, but it's based off a book. And basically what it's about is in the future and pharmaceutical companies have figured out a way to make uh, truly fully functioning bionicle limbs and then bionicle organs. And so people start getting like, it, obviously the rich, Start getting like new eyes and new livers, like these things that go out quickly, new hearts. But then it becomes open to the public. So through people's health insurance, and they make payments on the organs, they get like a new stomach, a new heart, a new lung, whatever. And they work perfectly. Mm. But if you miss payments on it, and it's like all other debt, and it gets sent to collections, the pharmaceutical companies send out repo men. And they go and like there's and it's like them cutting open people and taking out their heart and taking out to bring it back Fucking to the company. <laughs> I see us going down that route. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see yeah. that happening. I see the fucking like Neuralink chips getting hacked. And because if you think about it like this, like an EMP hits and it hits, let's say it hits the whole country for argument's sake. People with pacemakers, fucked. People on life support, dead. Pretty much, pretty much anybody in a hospital that's hooked up to anything, dead, right? 
Uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, pe- people with pacemakers are fucking done. Like, and then now you add the Neuralink stuff on top of it. That shit gets fried. What happens to your brain? Yeah. Because what it does, have you seen what the Neuralink does? No. So it, it, so it, so they cut open the brain or they cut open the head and they cut past or they cut out a chunk of your skull. And I think it's called the dermis that's separating from the skull to the, or the brain to the skull. And they expose the dermis and they put the chip in and the chip has these little micro needles that go just below the dermis. And it creates new synapses in the part of the brain that eventually spread to the whole brain. So your brain effectively gets hooked up to the Neuralink. So what happens if the Neuralink gets fried? Man, like, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck, <laughs> fuck this planet, dude. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean... I, this I, is why I drown my brain out with fucking comic books and shit. <laughs> this is why. I smoke a little weed, yeah. read some comics, play some video games. Yeah. I think everyone in this day and age has their fucking escape or whatever from just reality. You know what I mean? It's just like, I fucking hate hearing shit like that. Like everything you just told me, I'm just like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I hate hearing that shit. It's just, it's terrifying. You know what I mean? So, well, and speaking of like, what, how long have you been powerlifting for? Uh, like four years. What got you into powerlifting? Uh, dude, I don't, I don't even know. To be completely honest with you, I think, uh like i grew up skateboarding and i got a pretty bad shoulder injury like dislocated my left shoulder and it dislocated like back this way which apparently is insanely rare um and it's just falling off the border no i was fucking i was doing like a nose grind down a hubba and when i landed like for whatever reason my shoulder was out this way so i was like what the hell is this and i like went like that popped back in really weird <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, that's a lot of pain, and try to figure it out, and I, like, did some research, and it was like, well, if it dislocates this way, like, your traps are weak, you know what I mean? Your back is weak, like, you need to focus on your back. So I started <laughs> I started doing some, like, you know, how do you build a back, how do you build traps, all this kind of stuff, and then um, ended Google up Google just said deadlift. Pretty, <laughs> you know I mean? It, gave you, it gives you stupid shit. It gives you, it's like, do shrugs, you know, 10 sets of 10, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it gives you retarded advice but um yeah that's basically how i started like lifting again um and then it kind of just morphed from that um the pandemic hit and then i had really nothing to do but we had like weights in the garage and because i was living at my sister's house and she's a trainer so she had like a barbell and some weights and i was just like well fuck i'll just try to like lift here i guess and all i could really do was stupid shit like zurchers and deadlifts well, because I needed a squat, so I just like, zer- yeah. I would just, like, I, there was no rack. It was just a barbell and like a piece of plywood. So just like old school as shit, you know? You are the so, most fucking caveman guy I know, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's, we got to keep it simple, dude. You got to keep it simple always. Because your garage set was pretty sick. Yeah, it's evolved, dude. It's evolved a long way. Um, I was benching initially. I was benching off of my amp. <laughs> I had my amp as a bench. And there's a sick video. I had some concrete plates. It was fucking cool, dude. It was a cool setup. And I need to get back to my roots, honestly. I think <laughs> I've gotten really bougie, dude. I'm starting to go to the gym and then fucking build up my my garage. But so you start deadlifting when and so your squat replacement is doing zerchers. The squat replacement was zerchers at the time, yeah, and then. Um, slowly like uh we got a rack in there and so i started squatting and then i kind of found out like i knew what powerlifting was 
but I wasn't really, I had no intention of competing even at the time. I just really wanted to get those, my powerlifting numbers up. And the biggest one off, it was the 225 bench was the one that I wanted because for fucking like seven years I was benching like 185. Same, I feel that. <laughs> so I like for whatever reason, that. could never bench over 185 for so long, so... I kind of just started benching every single day, got my bench up to 225. And after that, I was like, I could just do this with everything. Started deadlifting every day. And then, you know, kind of just like cycled on from that, you know, just kind of rotating those lifts. And then like um, doing research, finding like Eric Bugenhagen's videos, like on YouTube. Once I saw those, dude, I was just like, it's a mindset. I was just like, it's a fucking mindset, dude. And he's like, he prescribed one gallon of milk a day and deadlifts, and I was like, <laughs> "That's what I'm doing." So I went. For people like, who don't know who that is, he was he was a former WWE wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Boogs. Yeah, Rick <laughs> Boogs, dude, one of the fucking craziest. Like, I would say, like, um, that's such a classic American persona. Yeah, just like crazy ass dude, just yelling. You know what yeah. I mean? And fucking doing crazy lifts. Like, and at, at the time that he was doing like Jefferson deadlifts and all that kind of shit, like. I don't think anyone was doing those at the time. Like now they're a little more popular, but uh, yeah, he, he inspired me to start doing all that shit. And then that's kind of like where I started doing Jefferson's and all that kind of shit. Cause that dude was like, I mean, most WWE wrestlers, the, the guys are fucking ripped. Most of them. Yeah. But that dude was like cut. Yeah. Which is scary. Well, he looks like a bodybuilder, you know, yeah. he's, I mean, there's a couple dudes in wrestling that have bodybuilder looks now, but like in the nineties, obviously eighties and nineties, like when Roy usage was okay in the yeah. in wrestling, uh, you had everyone who looked like a bodybuilder, but yeah. like in this day and age, uh, they do like drug testing, you know? Like in quotations, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Exactly, no, they don't. Yeah, they, low, even like the lower, not the lower, but like the skinnier guys, like Logan Paul. You think he's fucking? I don't think he's natural, but no. There's there, dude. There's wrestlers like that you see now that don't look like wrestlers. Like right. If you saw them on the street, they just look like normal Dudes, people. Yeah. Exactly. You see that? Um, you see that fucking John Cena went on Logan Paul's podcast. Yeah, I did. Saying that he's Watched fucking natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, so how do you like take care of yourself? And they yeah. were. I'm not a huge fan of that podcast, but credit words do. They were nice about it. And they yeah. said, like, do TRT? Are you on peptides? Like, yeah. they're asking him pretty softball steroid yeah. questions. He's like, no, just, uh, you know, I've really, I warm up really well yeah. and I lift, I train really hard. Yeah. And then uh, I always take care of myself and I stretch afterwards. Yeah. And uh, I've got a good personal trainer and uh, my diet is perfect. And it's like, okay. All of that is true, but you're on some Mexican supplements, bro. Yeah. Like, he, he's on record f- back in the day. Well, so he's good friends with Mark Bell. He's a famous yeah. power lifter. Yeah. He was friends with Mark Bell. Mark Bell and his brother were wrestlers. They're pro wrestlers, and they met Cena when he was a uh, he was a bodybuilder at the time. So he's always looked how he looks. You yeah. know what I mean? But he was even more shredded because he was getting down to like 4% body fat for bodybuilding. Probably lower. They Yeah, probably. And they got him into pro wrestling. So they were, he was just like, asked them like, oh, you guys are wrestling. How do you get into that? And they got him into wrestling. So that's a cool origin story. But he's on record. Like, so first off, he's hanging out with Mark Bell and those dudes who are known gear users, right? Admit to it. Super open about it. All that kind of shit. Like, if you don't think Cena was on some shit, then, like, you you probably thought Liver King was natural, you know what I mean? You probably think Ronnie Coleman actually only took the basics, like he said, you know, yeah. test or whatever the fuck. Well, that, and, that dude was always a genetic freak, though. Yeah. Even when he was natural, he looked like he was... But see, even then, like, I don't know. Exactly. And... I mean, 
it doesn't matter like yeah personally i don't think it matters like I think natural it, not natural it doesn't matter dude like i think if, it matters when you start lying about it exactly that is when it becomes an issue like when you're somebody like liver king and you are and and he was open about his finances how was like how they made money beforehand and then how yeah. they put into the whole liver king business and supplements or whatever but when you're someone like that and you're pushing this crazy diet, which can work for some people, but by and large will fuck other people up. Yeah. Eating raw liver, eating raw bull testicles and da 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 All that bullshit, which he probably doesn't even do himself. Right. Because if every single one of his videos, especially when he was big, or when he went viral for that like maybe 10 month span, 12 month yeah. span. Yeah. Where he's like surrounded by raw meat. Yeah. Anyone who thinks he actually ate all that raw meat yeah, is lying to themselves. You would die. You're an idiot. There's you're, no way. And well, you're just falling to marketing. Exactly. Right? It's marketing. Yeah. And then he's saying on top of that, on every major podcast, except for Rogan, because he saw through the bullshit. Yeah. And was like, no. He, he, he's like, no, I'm not on steroids. I'm fucking... Yeah. He's like, come... Dude, your fucking varicose veins are ridiculous. Yeah. Your abs well, are he's fucking... Like red. <laughs> he's red. He's red. red all the time. Well, his abs were sculpted. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, dude. I think just the sheer size, you know what I mean? The sheer size of them, it's pretty obvious. But, I, you know, with, with guys like Rock and Cena, like, I I personally, I hate The Rock. But I understand why Rock and Cena are, you know, they can't be open about their gear usage. Because they have so many, like, Cena's, like, make-a-wish shit with the kids. And, like, so many, like, kids, like, you know, love John Cena, love The Rock, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think, like, they can't come out and say that they're using gear because it sets a bad example for the youth but and it's it's the same thing with like sam Sulik, you know um are you familiar with yeah sam oh Sulek? yeah oh yeah i know who he is yeah. yeah it's the same thing with him like it's obvious he's on gear but in a way like he's not lying about it because he never even talks about it it's lies of omission though yeah i mean but i don't know if he's i don't know if he's ever like yeah. indicated that he's not on shit like and again if you're looking at guys like Sam Sulik, and you're like, oh, he could be natural. Like, there's just, you got bigger problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you were either you've never trained or you just don't, you haven't trained long enough to know. You or know it's, I mean? it's just pure ignorance of how the body works and yeah. how growth works. And I don't know, dude, yeah. like, I think, especially now, I think the two can coexist with John Cena being an example for the kids because you can't deny the work ethic. But, and then at the same time, like, <sighs> yeah, I'm on gear or I've been on gear. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just how. I think the two can exist. Yeah. Again, like fucking uh, when John Cena, I mean, I'm sure he's always had his varicose, his crazy varicose vein from his right bicep going into his chest. Yeah. But like he was pretty shredded for Suicide Squad. Mm. But in the Peacemaker show he did, mm. he's a few shirtless scenes in that show. And it's like, good God, man. Like you, you just touch that vein yeah. and he's going to fucking burst. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild because uh, he's lost so much size. You know what I mean? Like well, he doesn't even older. look like the same person. He's, and get, he's getting he's, older. It's well, look at the Rock. He's only getting bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but the he's Rock's got that bigger. Samoan fucking. I guess, dude. Blood it it must be, dude, because I like. So I watched that WrestleMania press conference, and like Roman Reigns is like the yeah. big star right now, and he's standing next to the Rock, and the Rock makes him look like a child. And then he's standing, The Rock is standing next to Cody Rhodes, yeah. and he makes him look like a child. I'm just like, it just shows you, like, there's, he's standing next to, they're not small dudes, you know what I yeah. mean? They're like, they're pro wrestlers, you know yeah. what I mean? You have to have some sort of size to you. And he's he's dwarfing these guys, but you know what I mean? 
But then, <laughs> and he's fifty fucking two. But then, <laughs> he's dwarfing him. But then Shane Gillis stands next to the Rock. Yeah, and then Shane Gillis fucking <laughs> stands next to the Rock, and it's over for the Rock. That's dude. that retard strength, <laughs> son. It's over for the Rock, dude. But I'm, yeah. I'm making him at night. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that photo is insane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like of them all him, in the gym, yeah, and he's just <laughs> like, "What is like? What the fuck is Shane Gillis on, dude? Is that Bud Light, six, son? <laughs> yeah, I guess so." <laughs> Yeah, dude, but I, I think know. I think like you know I think the whole argument with gear and being like open about it I understand it, but if you're marketing to children, I think that's when it's a problem. Like there's all these teenage kids, fucking eighteen years old, deadlifting seven hundred pounds, you know, and they're like, oh, bro, I'm just eating chicken, broccoli, and rice, all this shit, and they're clearly on stuff. The scary thing about what you just brought up is the the glamorization of trim, like on TikTok oh, yeah, and shit. Yeah. Or it's like, that's the one to go to. It's like, well, yeah. that's, I don't know a lot about steroids. But what I do know is that is the least bioavailable compound you can put in your body mm. as far as gear goes. Like mm. the mainstream, like, like Test, Trend, Deco, Winsport, whatever. It is the least bioavailable thing. It's a fucking bull medicine. Yeah. And you're putting into your body. <laughs> it is also the most viscous fucking compound you can put in your body. Hey, have you seen Trend? No. The shit's orange, dude. Oh yeah, no. I've it's seen like a the yeah. It's photos. like a, it's like a brown. Yeah, it's like tint. a yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a deep orange. Yeah, like fucking rest in peace. Like rest in <laughs> peace. But fucking Garrett, he was on yeah. trend, but he was very open about it. Yeah, very open about it. He, yeah. he, he didn't give a shit, right? Yeah. I remember one time I was hanging out at his like uh, apartment that he had in Legion, mm. and he was penning, and he he got his fucking his dart, and he got a little bit. He got some tests in there, mm. got some trend in there, and he just went boop. But it took like fucking. 30 seconds, mm. 40 seconds, and you have to inject slow anyway. Mm. But it was just because of how viscous the shit was. It took. Yeah. It's like, and I remember that's watching. Gnarly. It. I was like, fuck, it's where, fucking gnarly, dude. Where is all that shit going? And, yeah. and, and that's not to come from a place of hypocrisy because I miss being on test mm. so much, but I was on a therapeutic amount. Yeah. Like, I was on a small dosage, and shout out to the VA for fucking that up for me. But, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But I don't know, dude. Like, well, there's people. There's the Trend Twins. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't watch their stuff, but I've heard of them, and they build their entire brand on Trend, which then, is scary. Again, I mean, I don't know how old they are, but I mean, they look young, or they looked young, and yeah. now you know it's like a year later, and they're looking pretty, pretty rough. But I think, like, I don't know, man. When I was, you know, 19, I first started working out. I didn't even want to take creatine or pre workout because no, I was like a little closer. Oh yeah, I didn't want to take creatine or pre workout because. Uh, I was like, oh, that's not natural, dude. Like, that's just, I don't want to use that. You know what I mean? Like, and now you have a fucking 19-year-old kids that are just like, well, I'm going to start hitting the gym. Better fucking get some steroids, you know? Like, first fucking day in the gym. And that's when it's, you know, that's when I have a problem with it. Like, I've, and that's what I'm saying. These people that these kids look up to, like, they yeah. shouldn't be fucking out there being like, this is what I use. This is how much I take. Like, Bumstead said himself, like, I, I'm not going to reveal my gear cycle because I don't want other people to take what I'm taking. I think that's a responsible thing to do. I think know? that's the... I was literally about to bring him up. Yeah. He is the perfect way to go about it. Yeah. Admits to it, because obviously... Yeah. Um, the d- <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to go to the IFBB <laughs> and not be on shit. You or know? dominate... Dude, he... Let alone win. I mean, come on. I firmly believe that if it was not for Chris Bumstead, 
the Mr. Olympia would be in a very different spot. Oh, dude, it'd be dead. Yeah. No one, I don't even know the open bodybuilders. And I'm a huge fan of yeah. of lifting, barbell sports, everything. I don't even know who open bodybuilders are. Like, I don't know any of their names. Like, the last open bodybuilder that I, like, remember really is, like, Jay Cutler and, like, Phil Heath, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Kai Green, you know? And that was even, even that is, like, maybe 10 years ago. Well, that was in the bubblegut days, too. Yeah, and exactly, the really... GH days and stuff. And it's just yeah. grotesque, you know? And it's, yeah. like, it's not like I... You know, it's not like when you start lifting, you look at those guys and you're like, I want to look like that. You know what I mean? But I feel like Bumstead and like all the classic physique guys kind of bring that like 70s pumping iron well, like looks look good. to them. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a little more aesthetic. Like I personally like bodybuilding in general, like when they're cut that when they're cut to like three, four percent, whatever the hell they have to cut to. It's really, it's fucking grotesque, dude. You know, like, I think they look better off-season, you know? Yeah. Like, Bumstead off-season, because they're still shredded, dude. They still have abs, and they're still huge, but they're yeah. not, like, as, like, tanned up and veiny and, like, you know? It's 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 not as uh, it's not as aesthetic on stage, but to each their own, because I know there's a lot of people that fucking, say, wait, that are huge fans of bodybuilding. You don't want to get all oiled up and tanned, well, or what? I mean, my bodybuilding <laughs> show is coming up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, bro, I'm like one of those powerlifters that it's toxic as fuck that like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I could do a show if I cut 40 pounds, dude, like, <laughs> anyone can do it, dude. On that note, like, I've tried posing, um, it's fucking hard, it's fucking hard just to do like a lat spread or even do like, and like actually flex every muscle that you can. Granted, it's not going to look good because I'm probably like 20% body fat plus, you know what I mean, but... I I don't I have massive respect for the, yeah. for anyone that does that and eats like that. It takes I think it takes a lot more dedication to like nutrition and shit. It's than fucking powerlifting. It's fucking hard, dude. Yeah, I'm never gonna do it again. Yeah, not because it's not because like well the main reason I'm not doing it is because of my health. That's yeah. the main one because I I mean I, as I've told you I fucking have my T levels have weaned out now to about four fifty. Nice. Which I wish it was better, but yeah. you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's after, cause you know, the big thing is like, oh, if you ever get on testosterone for a life if sentence, if you ever get on a cycle, it's yeah. a life sentence. Yeah. I am living proof that it is not. Yeah. It is not a life sentence. I need to get my blood work done again, mm. but granted after getting off and staying off for over 90 days, my T levels were about 450 and granted yeah. they started at fucking 186. <clears throat> Damn. That's fucking low. That's how low they were. That's fucking low. Yeah. So I'm now granted I didn't blast. I took 200 a week. Yeah. At most. No, I mean it's it's bullshit that it's a life sentence. It really is because there's a there's a powerlifter named uh Pete Rubish and I don't know if he, he was big he was big probably about 10 years ago as well. I've heard <laughs> really I dating myself. I don't but know if I could put a face to the name but I've heard He's I've a fucking monster. Name. He's another dude who's just deadlifting in his fucking garage or his uh his parents basement. He's he he worked up to a 920 pounds deadlift at it. 242 at a time where those numbers were completely unheard of you know what i mean like now you have john hack pulling 900 plus and you have like jamal browner pulling nine like thousand dan Grigsby pulling a thousand but um this was like at a time 242 920 fucking insane right this dude was blasting trend he was like one of the first like youtubers or fitness influencers to talk about that shit and he got off to have kids and then just decided i'm just gonna stay natural and he was he was using gear super open about it for like ten years and just completely went natural and his test levels recovered and he's still deadlifting like seven hundred pounds and he like runs like hundred mile fucking marathons now as well so Jesus. I mean it's all bullshit <laughs> yeah well I think he's training up for one now I'm a I'm a close follower of his I really I really like his content yeah. but uh, he's got some good shit to say about deadlifting too I really like his uh, 
his approach to it and whatnot. Well, that's a scary gamble, though, for people that decide to cross over to the dark side. Is like, well, you could be one of those people where you're okay and you're good and you have to really worry about get, getting off. And as long as you, especially if you're on a lot of compounds, if you do your pro cycle properly, you'll be okay. Yeah. There's other people where they just take a, a bit of test and they tank their shit forever. Yeah, and see, that's that'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd just die or something, you know what I mean? No, like, dude, but... you're walking fucking <laughs> testosterone. You're, do you get your blood work so done? So I, I did. I remember telling you it was like in the 300s the last that's, time, you last year. You did tell year, me that, yeah. And I was, I was a little concerned, but I was also like, well, you know, maybe it's just overrated. Like a testosterone level, like, you know, I'm pretty decently strong. So like, and I didn't feel any side effects or anything, but I got it done again. And I, I, I've been taking like um, vitamin D3 and eating a pound of ground beef every day for probably like three months like just like normal like that's bare minimum for the day and then <laughs> it's just well, it's one pound a day no wonder you're fucking worried about <laughs> buying a bike you're buying cows so bro. <laughs> so fucking uh uh the test went up to 510 this last time Fuck so i was yeah. happy with that and i don't know if it's the the beef or if it's the d3 um, cause apparently the diet, vitamin dude. D is like basically a hormone and it fucking boosts your testosterone. Well, that's gotta be variable too, because I granted I haven't taken my vitamins like two months, but mm. I vitamin D3 is a daily supplement for me. And that nice. was when I had low test too. Yeah. So that, could, yeah, uh, but could that could also be a bioavailability thing. Does yeah. your body absorb it properly and use yeah. it properly and all that type of shit. But Jesus Christ, you had a pound of fucking hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. It's good shit, man. You are, you, fucking... are you still doing the gallon of milk? No. No, I stopped doing that a long time ago. Okay. I did that, dude. I did that, and I went from like one seventy, like pretty, pretty lean, to like a chubby two hundred, and then I just kind of like floated around two hundred, like kind of like recomping that whole time, just kind of building strength, um, and muscle, and I think, uh, and then I made another jump to two twenty, and then I was just way too fat, I went down again to two hundred, <laughs> and now I'm back at two twenty, and I feel you're two twenty, good, yeah. You're a lean two twenty, dude. No, I don't. I don't know about that. I'm like twenty. I'm, I think I'm like twenty to twenty five percent. I have like a. There's like a free. Um, what is it like body composition thing yeah. that I'm gonna go to on the first and try to see where. Yeah, but where you don't I'm look at. like like you're big, but you're not like bloated. You know yeah, what I mean? You, yeah. you don't. You don't have that bloated look. Nah, to appreciate you. it. Appreciate yeah. It. Yeah, I'm like I float. You know, two twenty five to two twenty. I'm trying to get below two twenty because that's where I compete in powerlifting. Um, so I'm trying to get below that so I don't have to cut weight, basically. Yeah, that's is fair. What, is what I'm doing right now. Just exist at your weight so that you don't have to do crazy cuts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And just get leaner for, you know, for whatever. Yeah. But I have a meet in March. Um, I still haven't signed up for it, but that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what's uh, next month. That's kind of what I'm training for right now. <laughs> it just dawned on you that next month is your meet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just kind of been putting it off, like signing up for it. Because it's in Farmington. Um and I really don't want to do. I really don't want to go to Farmington. The fuck are they doing powerlifting in Farmington? That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't Where? know why they just don't just have it in Albuquerque all the time. But, Where is it? Uh, this gym called Train. I think it's Train to Win. Um, I've been out there. I did something out there. I did another powerlifting meet out there a couple of years ago. Is it like sponsored by Iron Soul or anything? Or is it just no, like a... it's a USPA meet. So oh, there's like okay. a bunch of different federations and USPA New Mexico. I think. I, that's the only one I've ever competed in, but there's all kinds of new federations popping up here and there. What got you into competing? That, I mean, again, like, I think it was just that I had worked up to a 500-pound deadlift, and I really wanted to just do it in a competition. So me and Jamie both signed up for, like, a deadlift-only comp. And mm. then when we got there, 
we were both kind of like, damn, we should have just done full power <laughs> because we had to wait around all day, waited for deadlift, and then you only get three attempts, and it was right. just kind of... But it, like, kind of lit the fire for competing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not crazy about competing. Uh, I've kind of recently caught the bug since I, I competed in December, and I did, I did pretty decent. Um, like, I hit some numbers that I didn't... Like, the goal going in was a 600-pound deadlift, and then I got 617 on my third attempt. I was pretty stoked on that. And for whatever reason, I kind of caught the bug, and I was like, I'm just going to, like, next year, I'm just going to compete, like, as much as I can. Because typically, dude, I mean, I don't care about, like, there's so many standards that you have to meet in powerlifting. Like, there's no straps. You can't hitch. You know what I mean? Like, your deadlifts and stuff like that. Define hitch. Hitching is when, like, you get... You, you like kind of like do this to get oh, the bar up. You know okay. what I mean? You kind of have to like. It has to be a clean pull up. Yeah. yeah, it has to be like a very standardized pull versus like when I compete in strongman, um, hitching is allowed. So you can, it's, it, the strongman is like a wild, wild west, dude. Like, yeah. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you move the weight, you fucking, you're good. Yeah. And so I think strongman is probably like a better like test of strength in a way. Like true you know? strength. Yeah. Maybe like strength and like athleticism. And then powerlifting, because powerlifting is not very, like, athletic, you know? No. It's kind of just... Interesting. Okay. It's, it's just... It's it's power. It's strength, you know? Yeah. And it's it's not very... It's not very athletic. It's not very technical, you know? People people like to make it out to be some fucking technical-ass shit, but when powerlifting was invented, like, in the 60s, all-American sport... Um, <laughs> when it was invented in the 60s, it was basically... It was called odd-lifting. Because oh, the only lifting that they had was weightlifting. And right. that's Olympic, you know? So the snatch, the clean and jerk, all that shit. So powerlifting was basically just a bunch of gym bros getting together to see who can lift the most weight on these lifts that just got them jacked. <laughs> so squat, bench, deadlift, they kind of decided that those are the ones that get you fucking jacked, you know? So there's nothing too, like, aside from, like, maybe depth on a squat, you know? I was going to say, because I hear a lot of complaints about, like, about, like, um, so for the deadlift, they say your pull wasn't, like, like streamlined enough. Yeah. Or for the bench, you didn't, like, that's the one that makes no sense to me, where it's, like, with bench, correct me if I'm wrong, from mm. what I understand is when you do your lift off, yep. you have to, like, bring it down and pause. Yep. And then, like, yeah. that's some bullshit. So you don't yeah. pause long enough, or you don't go down long, or whatever. Yeah. And then with... uh. With squat, your depth isn't enough. Yeah. So, yeah, your your hips have to be below your knees on a squat. So it's below parallel. Um, and then your bench, it has to pause. But That's so stupid to it, me. Yeah, I, I agree. That is so if, stupid if I had it, If me. I had it my way, it would be a touch-and-go bench. Well, because sure. you're, you're killing all the momentum. Mm. And then aren't you more prone to injury by by having to exert more power from a rested state up? I think you're more prone to injury for touch and go. Really? Because <laughs> you're kind of bouncing it off. You're kind of that. You're. It's a. It's a stretch reflex. So when you go down and you just do that, it's a. It's a stretch reflex. So it's kind of like you're stretching your muscle in a very fast way, and then you're okay. immediately going well, the other way. So it makes it easier. Okay. But it also puts you at risk for injury when you're just bouncing, bam, right well, off your chest. Well, and I'm not saying you have to like bounce it off your chest. I know a lot of people get in that habit, especially powerlifters. It's very bad for the sternum. But I'm saying like. If you just it's the standard bench press, you have it, you come down, and you come up. None yeah. of this like waiting for so long, having the pec 
um, also stretched for that long because that can't yeah. be good. It's a lot harder. I'll say that. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Like I can I can probably bench like twenty to thirty pounds more on a touch and go, and then if my ass comes off the bench, I can bench I can bench like eighty pounds more than yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that they they really standardize that to make it harder. You know, for bench, uh, which is good and bad, I guess. But it's so subjective because the the judge who's watching to make sure that there's no more bar movement. And that's what dictates the pause. Once once the bar stops moving, and maybe a second or so, then they'll say, you know, press. And that's kind of when you go. So I imagine some judges, like, just like in boxing, some judges' counts are longer or shorter than others. Well, yeah, and then you have local judges, you know, who, <laughs> like, you know, maybe they're like a stickler for whatever reason and they have an ego themselves and they're like, well, you got to pause. If I'm, if I'm judging, you know, you have to pause for two seconds or they have their homies in the competition yeah exactly something like that you know it's just a local meet you know it's nothing like serious dude like you know you're not setting like world records you know so i don't know i think uh standards are good but i think i think my problem with powerlifting is when people just game the system and they just arch like a motherfucker and they they like make it more a technique lift than like a technical lift than a fucking power lift, you know? Oh, you're right. Cause like for bitch, yeah, I see a lot of, I see a lot of women doing that. Yeah. Where they like, they basically look like a fucking boomerang. It's, and they're like this on the bench. And so, and their arms are super wide. So the range of motions really like shortened like crazy. And yeah. it's, just, it's just like, bup, bup. so that's, that's the issue I have with, with powerlifting in general is like people, like people will gamify the system to, to make it less about strength and make it more just about how big you can arch or like how less range of motion you can get because the goal of powerlifting like hasn't it's changed to like being strong from being strong to being like moving the most weight possible you get what i'm saying so by any means necessary so like people are moving weight by any means necessary by arching their back you know I see what you're saying. going okay. wide super wide you know and it's typically more like lightweight lifters that you see doing that, you know, like heavyweight lifters. I think probably just, are just less, less mobile, yeah, Can't or have arch. big big bellies or something. And maybe that's so the that's fucking their arch. maybe that's their arch. You know what I mean? But uh, it's it's like that. And then like you know the the big one. Like what do you think? Like when people think of powerlifting, I think that they automatically think of uh, Eddie Hall in the mountain. Probably so strong men type. Probably guys. yeah. Um, so it's kind of a niche thing, but I think a lot of people um, also have like an idea of it where it's like, do you pull? What's up with sumo deadlifts? <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like the ultra, because everyone sees the ultra wide where like the toes are like touching the plates. Yeah. And then they have that bendy ass bar, and they just use straps, and they like you know deadlift seven hundred pounds, but it's like three inches off the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's. I think all powerlifters hate that because these dudes aren't competing, but they're like, they're like, yeah, I'm a powerlifter, but they're like pulling with straps, these ultra wide sumo guys, you know, and they maybe deadlift conventional, like 400 pounds. Well, and know? it looks better to do a standard deadlift. Yeah, for sure. You just look more fucking powerful. Yeah, it looks, Come on, yeah. man. I mean, I think in general, I think everyone, like, I think it's the more accepted deadlift. I mean, I have nothing against sumo, like people who pull sumo. It's more just like the people that fucking do it like that, where Glorify it's toe to toe and it's yeah. fucking or like toe to plate, and it literally comes off the ground like by three inches. That's when it's like, come on, dude. But that that has a lot to do with the bar because the bar bends and flexes so much 
that they're able to do that. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying again. It's like they're using their leverage to move the most weight possible versus like using the strength to move the most weight possible. You know right. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there's it's, a lot of it's, science. Not a lot of science behind that, but there's some like beneath surface level. Dude, it gets fucking nerdy as shit, dude. There's <laughs> there are some nerds out there um, for powerlifting for like you know fitness in general, and I'm. I guess I consider myself one of them because I, I watch so much and I read so much into it. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that they're as technical as people want them to be. I think people want it want it to be like Olympic weightlifting. Like, they want it to be in the Olympics and shit like that. And uh, I don't know, man. I just like the savagery of it, you know? Yeah. I prefer, like, the fucking blasting music and just getting hyped up and just ripping, gripping and rip it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I hate, like, I, I don't want to say I hate because it's fucking awesome to see people, like, with great technique, like lift weights, you know what I mean? It's great. But I, for me personally, I'd much rather see someone grind out a fucking, a nasty deadlift, you know what yeah. I mean? Fucking, just way more fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Know? No, and dude, like, I, my, my, my lifting has not been anything near to what it was before I got my hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week, I did two plates on deadlifts. I did 225 again. And I did two sets of five. But that way, and it felt good. Yeah, and it just felt good to do that again. Yeah, it's primal. Yeah, it's Hell like yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. We're picking up heavy shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's something there's something just respectable about just fucking getting in there and just picking. Like everyone can kind of relate to that. Yeah. I think you know, just like picking up some fucking weight, like it's the most natural movement. Like deadlift is the most natural movement that there is. You're just picking something up off the ground. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Hell yeah. And yeah, that's all it is. And it, it, like you know, move heavy rock. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. basically fucking. That's all it is. is that dude. fucking Russian dude, Grizzly. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What's his real name? Uh, Kyrakos. Uh, yeah. Kyrakos Grizzly. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck his real name is, but yeah, dude's a fucking menace. I fucking love that guy. Like he puts on, fucking like eight plates behind his back and does yeah. uh the, the forearm curls the forearm <laughs> it's like what the curls fuck are you doing <laughs> or yeah. the upward rows yeah. with like 10 plates or just the searcher shrugs yeah right <laughs> it's just like 700 pounds yeah that shit's ridiculous man but I, the one thing that does wor- like what worries me about is i love that this stuff is like becoming slowly and slowly more mainstream right and more people are getting yeah. into it and people are liking it what worries me about a lot of it is not a lot of people look at the long term, like mm. taking care of their body and mm. being mobile. I'm not the most mobile guy in the world, mm. but like being mobile and um, yeah, just taking care like the maintenance to take care of yourself long term. And then you look at and obviously this is an extreme, but you look at somebody like Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, the dude's spine. He was he well he was a powerlifter at one point, but like the dude's spine is completely fused. So. That, I mean, I feel like that's on the doctor, the fucking surgeon that fused his entire back, put a metal rod in there. Um, but a, a big part of that is also on him because he had a broken back or something like that. He had some sort of injury and he trained through it anyway, you know? Oh, Jesus. And he's I just squatting. That. I mean, he's the fucking man, dude. He's yeah. squatting fucking 800 pounds. He's a fucking, like, <laughs> IFBB pro bodybuilder. And his like, only regret is that he didn't do it more because yeah, exactly. he knew he had yeah. more in him. Like, dude, it's oh. Ronnie Coleman, dude. He's the fucking the goat, right? But. Uh, I mean, like, people use that example a lot, but he's the GOAT, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I I don't think he has any regrets. Like, obviously, if you're just, like, someone like me and you kind of do it recreationally, yeah, like, take care of yourself a little more. But if I had an opportunity to be the GOAT in at any point in my life, you know what I mean? Like, 
Come dude, on, dude. You, like, you do have the opportunity. You know what it requires. <laughs> yeah, you know what it requires. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Just forget what the wife says for 10, <laughs> ten weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think it works like that, dude. I, think it, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> I think that's everyone's idea of it, dude. Like, oh, one cycle, dude. Yeah. We'll be fucking, dude, we'll be fucking bumpstead, dude. One cycle, dude. And then it's a fucking rabbit hole and you have kidney failure or something, you know? Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, yeah. And and that's what I found, The like, the more and more... Uh, you dive into like research, researching stuff like TRT and hormone therapy and all that kind of stuff. There's just so much like backdoor science to it that it's like obviously you need to be seen by a doctor no matter how much you learn. But then it's like you because of how relatively new TRT is and how accepted it is, and you can go to clinics, you can go to actual trained doctors. It's like what we know now and what we know in 20 years about it could be night and day difference. Yeah, for sure. For better or worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's strange that it's so easy to get from, like, it's it's not easily Keep going regulated. Keep check the cameras real quick. Yeah, for sure. It's not as easily regulated as most people think with TRT. And I think there's a lot more risk factors than they kind of tell you. But at the same time, if you're low and you feel symptoms, then fuck it, dude, you know? No, yeah, exactly. I, um... I'm glad that it's um, that the availability is there, whether it's like clinics and like, like for instance, I'm not like I'm not gonna get business do like do business with them anytime soon, so I don't live out there. But like, I would love to. Cause I'm trying to plan out a trip to go to Austin mm. in like April. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to go check out like Ways to Well shit mm. like that. And I'm glad that there are clinics around that will help provide you. It's like, well, which one is the best? And then again, we don't really know the long-term stuff yet. Yeah. But at least we know for now, it fucking works. Like, it's helping people out, helping a lot of people out. Yeah, for sure. But, I think with like, you know, with things like sex drive and sleep and all that kind of shit is, I think that's where a lot of people are seeing yeah. the most benefits. Like, obviously, you got your, your like meatheads that are like on it and are using it to get big, you know. That's fucking cool, too. You know what I mean? Like... That's why, like, I love watching bodybuilding. I'm still, I still prefer bodybuilding to powerlifting, but, Mm. but it is awesome Mm. watching powerlifting videos and watching powerlifting meets online. Dude, I'm telling you, monsters. It's, it's the same thing, dude. It really is. Like, I think, I think powerlifting and bodybuilding are like, like hypertrophy, like building muscle, you know, that's a huge part of powerlifting, you know, and I think that's overlooked by a lot of people. Typically, like, again, like the, like lighter weight guys, Granted, there's lighter weight guys that lift just as much as me, you know what I mean? And they're like 160, you know, and I'm a 220 guy. So, like, there's that. I don't know how the fuck they do that. But, like, for me, I have to build muscle in order to... You know to, how. You know, maybe, you know how. maybe, Come yeah, on. Maybe. But, uh... And you can do it, too. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's you, you, you also have to, you know, train bodybuilding, you know? Yeah. That's, I think... And, like, why wouldn't you, if you want to be strong, why wouldn't you want to be just big, too? Like, yeah. look the part as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think, I mean, it's a no-brainer for yeah. me. Like, you jacked and stacked on the attack and ready <laughs> to lift some fucking heavy-ass weights, dude. Like, nothing to it, dude, you know? <laughs> That's going to be the clip right there. Jacked and stacked and ready to attack. <laughs> yeah, dude. Awesome. Gas station ready. Do you follow uh, <laughs> Waffle House ready, actually? Are you fucking... Uh, what is it? Fucking uh, jailhouse, jailhouse strong. I don't know if you follow them. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this fucking badass, like world trainer. Um, he trains like some of the best powerlifters. Um, 
and he trains out of Metroflex where Ronnie Coleman okay. trained. And yeah. he, you know who Tom Haviland is? Mm-mm. He's a fucking Jason Voorhees looking dude. Never shows his face. He's doing like oh wait, yes, yes I do. Yes, yeah, he's say, doing yeah. like clean like out in the woods and shit, right? Yeah, and like yeah. some his backyard or something. So he yeah. trains him as well. He's involved with Joe House Strong. Jesus. And uh, yeah, that's their fucking thing. It's like Walpa House ready, <laughs> like ready, ready to fucking you know just throw down at any point. Fuck Obviously, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking. One of my favorite trainers and like something someone to listen to is yeah. Josh Bryant from Joe House Strong, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did uh so was your wife already powerlifting when y'all met, or did you get her into it? No, I got her into it. I Fuck was like, yeah. you better assimilate, <laughs> start powerlifting. <laughs> You're gonna build that booty. We're gonna fucking get you doing some squats and some deadlifts. So. I'm just kidding. But uh I think she she really she was always like in the gym and like training and stuff. She always had an interest in it. And as did I, you know, and I think once I started like getting really into like lifting heavy and trying to like max out all the time, she kind of got into that. And I actually like wrote her a little program at the time and got her deadlift up to like 300 pounds. Most dudes write love letters. Yeah. I write my wife. Most dudes write poetry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wrote my lady a fucking program. But yeah, so she, she built her deadlift up to like 300 pounds. And I think she really started to like that as well. But she's such a calm, like lifter it really freaks me out sometimes you know, when she, <laughs> like when she was powerlifting i try to get her hyped up and she just doesn't respond to that you know what i mean so <laughs> that's funny you know it's it's different for like men and women I, I don't like i've seen like women lifters get fucking hyped the fuck up dude there's dope. fucking videos of them pissing on the ground yeah yeah i mean I, that's a that's a legit problem for them like they can't control their fucking pelvic floor and it just sure they fucking can't nah, nah, they're always trying to go viral on the instagrams and on the that's, youtubes yeah it's like those videos of uh, chicks recording themselves in the gym, and they catch like a dude like look over for dude, a second. Dude, that you is fucking big. Yeah, you know, you know what? Because uh, I'm gonna, yeah, fuck it. Okay, <laughs> here's my issue with that, and it's an obvious like you could go back 15 years from now, and if you told somebody, hey, this is where, or 20 years from now, and say, hey, this is where lifting clothing is going to go on the female side. Nobody was surprised. You wonder why we had jazzercise in the 80s, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, 80s and the 90s, where they had the fucking leotards and neon colors. And it's like, okay. It was obviously going that way. You just couldn't get too sexual with it. But now, especially like, like like I've never been, but I've seen all the fucking like Instagram reels and TikTok shit. Like Bradley Martin's gym. Yeah. Zoo culture. It's literally, it's literally just an influencer gym. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it's it's just, it's just an influencer gym, <laughs> and the women are wearing the bare minimum. Yeah. And it's like we all know what you're doing here. So <laughs> yeah. then, so then you have the the and again, it's all just these women that are in the gym wearing these fucking neon colored whatever. And if they're not neon colored, they're still just as skimpy. Yeah. And we're dudes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And even and then what really is funny about it is when the guy's clearly not even trying to lose the motherfucker's like looking around. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, any dude who's been in the gym for longer than twenty minutes knows that when you get tired, at least for like, you start to lose a little bit of your vision, and you're just like, okay, where's the next fucking plate? Okay, this is what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. And you just go into autopilot mode. I mean, even so, I I watch people in the gym. I'm just like, oh, what are they benching? Okay, cool. Yeah. Like that's oh, good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then all it's the like time. stuff like that. You're watching yeah. other people, especially places like Iron Soul, right? Yeah. For you're sure. You're watching other people lift weights, yeah. and then and then if you, especially if you're but this is what I like on not going to a public gym yeah. is because at a local place not a ton of people you 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 still have to maintain your like spatial awareness yeah meaning like what's going on around you and that yeah. type of stuff yeah 
But you have to do that times 10 in a public gym, like a mainstream commercial gym. Yeah. So it's like you're looking – like that's just how my brain works. Like I'm looking around. What's going on around me? Yeah. You live in a crazy world. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Like right. that type of paranoid type shit. Not yeah, paranoid, sure. but just aware type shit. Yeah. So you see that in a video, like, you pig. Yeah. Why are you staring at my face? So like, stop. I, I think, you know, I think that's that whole thing has definitely died down. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it was like maybe like one or two videos, and then everyone was just kind of like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. I think in general, everyone was kind of like, that's kind of ridiculous, you know? But yeah, it's just it's just very stupid. It's pretty clear. Like, just don't be a fucking creep. You know what I mean? Because creeps exist. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not saying so they I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Creeps exist for sure. Yeah, but like you don't have to fucking film them and then call them out on Instagram or whatever. It's like, come and it's, on, but dude. it's never the creeps getting called out. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. always the it's, innocent bystander. Yeah, it's just like a random person. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. always the innocent bystander. Yeah, I don't know, man. So here's what I want to pick your brain about, if you don't mind. So how old are you? 29. Okay, and did you you got married last year, right? Uh, 2022. 20. Okay, oh, that's right. It's 2024 now. So you got married in 2022. So you're 27. Yeah. The culture around marriage is shifting, especially in guys our age. Mm. And it's shifting quickly, mm. right? Um, Has marriage always been something you've wanted to do? Or is that because you hear about a lot of guys where it's like, man, I really didn't give two shits about marriage, but then I met the right person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then, especially like now today, with social media and the way it is, and removing the element of just the access to the amount of people that everyone has. Like, the best way I've heard it put was by Andrew Tate, where he was like, the sexual marketplace has now been globalized. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. But it's the truth. Mm. I mean, it's, it's the fucking truth. Uh, like, I, like, with the average woman's Instagram DMs or Twitter or whatever it is, yeah. right? I couldn't even imagine just the plethora of dicks yeah. that just or get like shot Tinder into there. Or like, yeah. you know, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So... It's gotten globalized. Yeah. And a millionaire from fucking Europe or from, even not even Europe, just to keep it in America, a millionaire from Miami, LA, New York, whatever, can just randomly hit up a girl and she's down. She can get yeah. flown out and all that kind of yeah. nonsense, right? Yeah. So I bring all this up just because the culture of marriage on the male side, and then you add in, and this has been a thing for a very long time, just how wrecked dudes get in courtrooms. Yeah. Just absolutely fucking demolished right. in courtrooms. Yeah. Um. Th- so all of that together, the culture around marriage has really changed. The mindsets around marriage has really changed. Is that something you've always wanted to be a part of your life? Was it something that just kind of came natural after meeting the right person? Like, uh, it's a little bit of both. I'd say I was raised with traditional American family values, and you know, since you know, I basically. Raised on, you know, you, you know, get a career, you find a woman, you get married, you have a family, you know, and I do believe that is the most important thing for society. And that's basically where I'm, where I'm headed eventually, you, you know, we want to fucking right wing extremist. God damn it. <laughs> the goddamn globalist. <laughs> Chemicals in the water, turn the frogs gay. Yeah. So, uh, but, um. Yeah, so that's that's basically that's it. And obviously, you know, I'm not going to marry just any person. It took it took me a long time to meet Jamie. I, I knew her for a long time, but it took a long time for us to date. And then once we did start dating, though, I knew I was going to marry her. You know, once once we started to get to know each other like that, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. You know, and uh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's that, dude. So it's it's kind of both. Um, 
because I've always, yeah, I want a family, you know what I mean? It's traditional American values. I believe in that. And then also, um, once I met her, I was like a for sure thing. Like, okay, this is going to happen. Right. Um, obviously, we're not having kids anytime soon, but, you know, that's something that we're going to do in the future. So I have an idea for you, man. You have kids in your early 30s. Mm. Just when those testosterone levels drop by about one or two points, yeah. you already got a kid. Yeah. Now you start. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> so once, we, once we have kids, yeah. <laughs> that way, you know, if my sperm count never comes back, I fucking don't even have to worry about. It. Oh, we have kids already. It's fine. Check this out, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> I want our kids to come out with myostatin deficiencies and just come out fucking jacked. We'll break their back at just, two years old. Just no neck. <laughs> They'll just be deadlifting. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, was there ever? Did you grow up religious? Uh yeah, we went to a Catholic church. Okay. Yeah. Was did religion play any part in your view of marriage, or was that, were those two not mutually exclusive? No, not mutually exclusive. We didn't get married in a church or anything like that. Um, I I mean, like, grew up religious, and well, I. Just... Let, me, let me rephrase that question. Let me rephrase that question. Um, your religious background influence your positive outlook of marriage. Uh, I would say, I would say so. I think so. Um, but. I mean, like, obviously, I know, like, if we got divorced, like, I mean, it's half of everything, dude. Like, that's that's just the reality of divorce and things like that. The goal is just not lucky, to get divorced, you know what I mean? If you're lucky, it's yeah. half of everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I think it's a lot simpler to be um, in, a, in a good relationship and a healthy marriage if you have the right person. Yeah, yeah. It makes things very simple when you're not fucking, when it's not a person who's going to bring the worst out of you, you know what I mean? Because I've had those relationships, you know what I mean? I think everyone has, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's simple to keep it, you know, and like, we're, we're so different that, um, we really balance each other out. I have my strengths. She has her strengths. You know what I mean? I have my weaknesses. She has her weaknesses. So, uh, we're basically polar opposites, you know what I mean? Uh, as people, but we have a lot of similar interests in the middle that we can meet on, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, so like I said, like, I mean, my parents divorced, you know, and there's been a lot of divorce in my family and, like, marital issues. That doesn't fucking hinder me at all. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I'm still going to do what I do or yeah. what I want to do, you know, and Jamie also agrees, you know what I mean? So, Well, and people, that's a good point to bring up people get crippled by that. Yeah. People, because, I mean, there is, fuck, dude, divorce, especially on my mom's side of the family, um, divorce, because my, my dad's side of the family, I'm not very close to them anymore, unfortunately, but... You know, very Catholic, Hispanic, well, well, Mexican and then Hispanic uh, family on my dad's side. And I don't know a lot of divorce that happened on that end just because of, uh, and I think a lot of it is attributed to like the, the, I don't know, attributed to the Catholicism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How they will stay in horrible marriages just because they don't want to piss off God. Yeah. And that's just how the, that's like the strong thing in, in Catholicism. Um. And then, but then on my mom's side of the family, I mean, fuck, like my parents are divorced. Um, my aunt, unfortunately, is divorced. Uh, my grandparents, fucking, they, like, both sets got divorced. Uh, but, 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 but. And so it's like, that is just absolutely rampant. Yeah. And, but, and, and you're right, like, I'm not letting that necessarily hinder my view of <clears throat> marriage, whether or not I'm going to do that in my life. But there are a lot of people that do. I'm like, well, it's so common in my side of the family and this it's not even worth the fucking time and yeah. you know just i think i think it, it like times are different where you don't have to just marry your high school sweetheart you know what i mean and yeah. like or just get married so young you know what i mean like 27 you know is 
I don't consider that super, super young. You know what I mean? Like, 30s, you can get married in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't fucking matter if when you meet the right person, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So It's a strange thing to, I mean, because back in the day, obviously, you had to rush the shit because life expectancy yeah. was lower. You're yeah. also raising, you also wanted to have a family because the sooner you had kids, the sooner they grew up, the sooner they became farmhands. Yeah. I so think. it's like you needed more people around. But yeah. now it's like. it's out. It was out of necessity before yeah. where now it's more out of like a, like a trust. Uh, it's like a partnership. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. You're basically like it's not even it's it's like straight up like a life partner like the way we talk about like money and all that kind of shit it's we're working together as a team it's not yeah. really like I think in the past like a lot of marriages um, are probably just like you know one person's in charge of the breadwinner and then like the other like the, the wife stays home and raises kids nothing fucking wrong no with and that's that. fucking awesome yeah that'd be great you know what I mean that'd be great as well but like there's a lot of ways to do it there's a million ways to do uh, like skin a cat right yeah and you know we live in a day and age where a lot of things can be um, mitigated with just fucking talking about things that yeah. like in the past maybe you were not allowed to talk about with each other you know what I mean like. Or, like, dudes not being able to, like, talk to their women or, like, just not wanting to or, you know what I mean? Like, show emotion or anything like that, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of that shit has kind of changed. Like, society just changed. So, it's easier to hold on to marriages uh, because you're just more of a team versus before where maybe it was just... You know, that's just out of necessity. That's it. I have to hold on to this. Right. But that's an interesting outlook on it, especially considering the divorce rates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you're the first person I've ever heard articulated like that. Where it's like it's easy, it should be easier to maintain now. It is with what we're allowed to, yeah. with, with how human interactions are. But then at the same time, I think the the core underlying foundation of that arc, of your argument is you have to have you really have to have the right person. That's such yeah. a, especially today because you have to do that in necessity. It's such yeah. a strange thing to rush to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, unless you have that belief and like, unless, cause like, I mean, otherwise if you don't have like those morals or those belief, that belief system. Shared morals. Yeah, exactly. Shared beliefs. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have those then there's really like, you can have a family together and not be married. You know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) and like most people don't even want that. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, don't want kids or like whatever the hell, you know? I'm in that boat. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of our generation is like that. I mean, and I can't even talk because I don't have kids yet. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it's like, I think our generation, we just take, like, probably 10 years longer to get to the point where maybe our parents were when we were that age. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of that is fiscally, uh, fiscally tied, too. It's yeah. a lot more. I, I think about it right now. It's like, if I had a kid just plopped into my life right now, yeah, dude, I could not afford it. Well, I mean, the way the way that I was always told, like, we didn't grow up, we were middle class, my dad was a soldier, you know, my mom was, um, she worked in an office, you know, so we were, like, middle class, and, like, they just, they had four kids, and they were just like, wow, yeah, we just made it fucking happen, I don't really know, and I think you talk to people, like, grandparents, you know what I mean, they say the same thing, like, we were broke, I don't know, we just made it happen, you yeah. know, and I, like, our generation is not the first generation to no. be fucking... To have horrible shit happen in their lifetime. You well, know? The, the 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 Great Depression existed. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> like, I'm not even talking about that. But like you know, the the rates of like homes and everything like that. We're not the first generation to have these problems. Or like, I think we are the first generation though to have these problems at this rate, mm-hmm. like with with like home ownership and shit like that. Yeah, especially that. Like I think right now the average home price in New Mexico is three hundred twenty five thousand dollars. 
That's fucking crazy. Three hundred twenty-five thousand yeah, dollars. Are you insane. fucking for a middle, for a mid-sized family home? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? No one's buying that, so it's kind of a buyer's market right now. Because if you, in a way, because still a, they're they're not. No one is fucking buying these houses. They're like listed for if they're reasonably priced, they'll fucking they'll disappear. The, the hedge. Come on, bro. You're smarter than that. The hedge funds are buying them. Well, yeah. You know obviously. That. Come on. Obviously. Yeah. Like, they're buying those up so they can rent them out later. And like, you know what's fucked? Money. So here's some. Here's a great example of this. 2021. I'm looking for a house, right? And I was intent on buying. Yeah. Because I had the VA loan. And I was like, I think I could do it if I found it in the right in the right space, and this is a good time to buy. And it was a good time to buy. And especially mm-hmm. back then, I think the VA loan right now, even that interest rate is at like five six percent, which is high for the VA loan. I mean, yeah. your, your dad has it, so I'm assuming you know about it. Mm-hmm. But at the time, the VA loan was at like two point one percent. So I was like, okay, I should really hop on this. At least try to anyway. And the big kicker with the two is no down payment. Yeah. All right. Cool. Didn't end up buying a house, um, but I remember this condo I was looking at. I was I was I was thinking about doing it, and I put an offer down. Long story short, is I get outbid, and at the time, at the time, I think that, and my realtor thought this too, that I got outbid by a purchased a rich person. Because mm. remember back then in 2021, 2020, 2021, and the beginning of 2022, yeah. with, and I'm sure it did happen. But the reigning theory was that it was a bunch of rich people moving into. a less expensive states, buying up homes and whatever, right? Like yep. you, you sell a $3 million home in California, go buy three properties in New Mexico, live in one, rent the two, whatever. Okay, yep. great. You are fucking ripping through those, man. Yeah, Good dude. for you. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. It's, it's, the, it's the George Bush squinty eyes. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> now watch this drive. We will win the war on terror. Now watch this drive. Um, but, turns out, so... About a month and a half ago or so, I'm looking around town for places to rent out for me and Joey. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, an available rental property is the place that I was going to buy. Yeah. It got bought by a rental company. Yep. And I did some little follow the money isms. Yeah. Hedge funds. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm like, and I got outbid by 10 grand because yeah. they could just slap the money down. Yeah. And be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I'll just give you ten thousand over. Oh, no, because I think at that point, I put in an offer that was like, I think five thousand over asking price. Mm-hmm. So in reality, they bought it for t- for fifteen thousand over yeah. asking price. Yeah, it's like fuck. What are we doing here? So yeah, this is something like in New Mexico. I think they're getting bought, mm-hmm. but it's just not getting bought by the right pe- by any. They're any not people. getting bought by uh, New working Mexican class. Yeah, exactly, working class people. It's yeah. all getting bought out by fucking. Um, by the hedge funds. And then, you know, for for me and Joey to live at this place, we're spending $300 more a month each mm. to get this place. Yeah. And I looked at the price of this place over the last, like, five, six years. It's fucking ridiculous how high it's gotten. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think we are doing things from the last generation just 10 years later, generally speaking. Yeah. Because of the finance part of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's just my take on it, dude. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, like, I think you just have to make shit happen, you know, and you just got to lock in, bro. <laughs> you just got to lock <laughs> in. No, but I mean, like, you, like, really, like, with anything, I, I feel like you just have to jump in, you know, you just have to make a decision and just fucking live with that decision. Like, if you wait around and you just kind of, like, you know, put shit off, um, nothing's going to happen for you, you know, like, 
our house when we bought it, it was 185 and we got like a four percent interest rate on it and that was a great price for it you know what i mean especially considering what happened afterwards yeah and but at the time you know we were like oh should we do it you know what i mean like i don't know like the way everything's going right now maybe we should wait for prices to drop you know shit like that and we just fucking jumped on it i was just well, we made a decision just fucking went with it well because at the time people were saying all right the bubble's gonna pop it's gonna be a crash and it just never well, happened I just kept fucking sh- and people don't think it's ever gonna happen yeah people well i think it's gonna it's gonna happen but it's not gonna go back to what it was it's just gonna even out somewhere in the middle you know mm. so that's 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 what I think, but I'm no fucking yeah. analyst, dude. I'm yeah. no mathematician. I don't know this shit. <laughs> you pick up just, heavy stone. Yeah, exactly, dude. I don't know <laughs> shit about fuck, dude. Honestly, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here for the ride, dude. Fucking throw some zins, drink some monster, dude. Hang out. But um, all right. So here's my last, my last marriage question then. Uh, you, you, and it's because you just brought up like you gotta make a decision, stick with it, don't wait too long. What were the were there any major like like checklists, like discriminating factors for where you wanted to be. That's another big conversation right now too. Is like guys, like the best way I've heard it put was by Steve Harvey, mm. as far as marriage goes. Mm. Women have a biological clock mm. that's inherently explained, right? Mm. But dudes have a financial clock. Yeah, and generally speaking, dudes want to get to a point where they feel like they can provide for their for their wife, for their yeah, future time. family, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Did you have any kind of mental checklist like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, dude, when I started dating Jamie, dude, I was working at a fucking golf course. Hell cutting yeah. grass, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Working man. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I worked for Parks and Rec teaching skateboarding in Denver. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was a part-time job. That's where I was at in life, dude. I had like $30. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had no fucking money. I was living in my sister's basement. No fucking money. And then we started dating. And like I said, I was fucking like, well, you know. I'm real serious with this woman. Like, I really want to marry her, but, like, I'm a piece of shit right now. So <laughs> I got to get my shit together. And at the time, I had let my, like, EMT license lapse and all this kind of shit. I just kind of got out of EMS and, like, moved to Denver on, like, a crazy trip, honestly. Just, like, I need to figure shit out, basically, is what it was. Um, and so I moved out there and was basically still being a piece of shit, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> watching UFC and whatever. Fuck and yeah. we started dating and then... Uh, you let yeah. a woman get in the way of your American dream. I, I know, hey, dude. wait a minute. Living in my sister's basement and watching. That's the American dream. But uh, yeah, so after that, yeah, I got my license, everything like that. She moved up to Denver. I was working back at an ambulance company. You know, everything was better. But um, the end goal was always fire department. So after that, um, applied and then got in. We moved back. And then uh, after that, I was like, you know, basically told myself, like, you know, once I make it to the academy, I'll propose and we'll figure that out. Because that was always a career goal. But, like, it's it's strange because when you – I feel like when you'll know when you meet the right woman because of that. It will kind of set you straight to be like, yeah. well, I got to get my shit figured out, you know, because – you know, otherwise you're kind of you kind of yeah. just like flying by the seat of your pants and just kind of like, well, fuck it, dude. Like I don't care. I'll just fucking skate and just well, chill, and well, drink. Because your responsibility levels are lower. Like you have to take care of yourself, obviously. And yeah, but and dudes, dudes left dudes to have, themself, dude. Yeah, fucking yeah. dude. I like, you start a podcast dude. like a fucking moron. <laughs> Hell yeah, I dude. My fucking TV was on a fucking like on a little thing, and I had like a foldable chair, and I would just like watch TV on a foldable chair. And then I had my laptop on the floor, you know what I mean? And then I like in my room, no bed frame, you know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking keep keep talking it, to me, dude. Exactly, it was the same shit, dude. Music to my ears, keep going. <laughs> it was fucking, it was great. One set of bed sheets, right? Yeah, one set. Fuck Why yeah. else would you need more, dude? <laughs> fucking, one, you get your fucking, 
you got your fucking Glock on the counter, and you got your bed right here, and you're fucking good to go. TV's out there, fucking set, dude. Dude, my totally first... happy. <laughs> my first apartment, because <laughs> I had my apartment, and it, it was like I lived there by myself. My buddies like floated in and out like a fucking foster home. Yeah, and it was a party. It was a great time. And yeah. what we used for a TV stand. I worked at uh, this diner off of Rio Grande. It's called Central Grill and Coffee House. You've heard of that place? No. Uh, it's off of Rio Grande Central. It's a okay. pretty cool little place. Yeah. But I worked there at the time. I had that job and I had another serving job at Pelicans. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, I need a TV stand. But I'm not going to fucking buy a... I can't afford a TV stand and I don't trust these walls to hold the TV mount. Yeah. So what we did is we got... We went to the back of my work at like 10 o'clock at night because the cameras didn't have lights on them. Yeah. And we just took two milk crates nice. from the back of the place and we used two milk crates as a TV stand. We had the futon. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, we had the, had the futon. We yeah. had the fucking little $50 uh, uh, the coffee table, quote unquote. Yeah. That was, it's all we really needed. Dude, that's all you need. We had ro- we had a rotating, we, we never ran out of whiskey. Yeah. Never ran out of uh, pot roast. Yep. Or not, a ro- uh, chuck roast. Nice. So Fuck fucking, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. For me, it was eggs. It was eggs, yep. and Coors Banquets, Budweiser's, Fuck whatever yeah. the fuck, dude. That was mm-hmm. it. That was it. And, you know, like, dudes will just live like that. <laughs> and it's fucking fine. Like, you just kind of adapt. You're just like, well, this is my situation, and I'm cool with it. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, like I said, once you find the one, you're like, well, shit. You know, and then she comes in, and she's like, oh, nice place. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It helps a lot, actually, because then she starts fucking helping you fucking buy shit and like she you puts, figure things out. And you're like, hey, it actually looks respectable in here. Like, holy shit. A, she put a fucking plant in the place. Yeah, exactly. She put live, laugh, love on my fucking walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eat above the kitchen so you know what to do while you're in there, you know? Yeah, dude. So, yeah, I think, I think that's it. But I fucking, yeah, those days are fucking nostalgic as fuck for me, dude. <laughs> fucking living off of garbanzo beans and eggs and shit, dude. Fucking shooters dude 99 cent shooters that was one of the funniest societal responses in new mexico when they got so they got rid of the shooters oh dude so what did the liquor Sacrilege. so what did the company liquor companies do they made bigger shooters yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so you sold just have them. to buy a little bit more you can now <laughs> buy party packs of yeah. fireball yeah. and fucking banana 99s yeah. and all that type of shit yeah I, dude that was one of my favorite things i ever saw it was like, like fuck, there's no way they're getting rid of shooters forever. Yeah. That's like New Mexico culture. Yeah, like they're right. nationwide, but yeah. in New Mexico to get rid of them, that's not gonna be a thing. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> why is the shooter the fucking? Do, okay, do you want to know the actual reason why Let's where it started? It. So it started in either it started in the reservation on either in either Grants or Gallup mm. because the DUI rates were too yeah. fucking high. Damn. Well, so that's the, just sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, we need to get rid of shooters. Yeah. And they started in one of those in one of those reservations. I forget which one. And I don't know the actual like reservation names, but I know it's either Grants or in Gallup. Yeah. They started out there. And they're like, okay, we need to make this a state thing. Yeah. So they made it a state thing. Yeah. And then it took like less than 90 days. And yeah. then they're just like, okay, we're just going to make bigger shooters. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And we'll make them fancy too. So you can get like a little. I remember one time I got a little, it was like maybe, I don't know, like compared to my phone, it was maybe like, that big yeah or so uh it was a little and it was glass too it's like a little johnny walker black label thing it's yeah. like, oh that's neat yeah it's like eight bucks so right. way overpriced but it's like oh that's kind of cool yeah but that's that's the shooters now yeah so it's like two shots two and a half shots yeah so even better yeah <laughs> <laughs> they just found a way to make it better dude yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's fucking hilarious 
Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. This has been fun. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks You're for having welcome. me, bro. Dude, thank you for coming Good back. Times. We'll fuck do this yeah. again. Hell yeah, dude. Good time. Just kick back, hang out. Fuck yeah, Just dude. Just fucking sick. Yeah, um, man. fucking usually at the end of the episode, I ask my my uh the guest to plug shit, but no, you yeah, have a fucking you, you. Yeah. Yeah. Put me on uh shit. Just Jake Semenik. <laughs> that that's it. Because you have your fucking, YouTube channel. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I fucked up and like changed my channel name and then like everything fucking changed after that. Okay. So it was far beyond driven. And that's a Pantera album. And okay. that's just what I used for that. And uh, so I was like, oh, maybe if I change it, you know, I'll get some different, like, because I don't think if you look up Far Beyond Driven, it's just going to be Pantera. Right. And uh, I changed it like three times. <laughs> and fucking just killed everything, dude. I was like, well, fuck it, dude. I still just throw my, like, lifting. It's all the same shit that's on my Instagram, the Jake Sod Instagram. Um, so yeah, if they fucking, if you guys, if you want to watch fucking lifting videos, dude, that's it. The garage setup is sick. <laughs> it's sick, dude. I need to get back to those fucking roots, dude. I've, like I said, fucking been lifting in Iron Soul, which I love Iron Soul, dude. I fucking love that place, but it's just, it's starting to get warm outside. I need to fucking get some garage sessions going. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, buddy. Hell yeah, man. I'm going to do this again sometime. Hell yeah. It's a lot I'm of done. fun. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and watching and we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. <laughs>